Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And I guess Happy New Year, everyone, because this is is our last show of the not only our last show of the year, but this is our last show. No, I'm sorry, not our last show. <laughs> I, missed, I forgot what I was saying. Sure. Or something you want to something you want to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Russell, we're done. No, no, okay. no. All right. In addition to being our last show of the season, last show of the year, and I don't know why I keep going with and. <laughs> this is also our 50th episode. We've done 50 of these things, Russell. So it feels like just yesterday. We started talking about Summer Movie 2018. It is, man. It's really crazy how far we've come. I mean, yeah, we the numbers of our episodes aren't as high because a lot of those times we weren't consistent. But, I mean, it is what it is. Life happens. But, yeah, 50, 50th. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty special nonetheless. And, oh, boy, do we get the best movie to talk about for our 50th show. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, later in the show, Mr. Gray will see us as we talk about the cinematic opus that is Fifty Shades of Gray, because believe it or not, there's a lot of time to talk about that one. But as for right now, we have to get into our usual, oh, we'll also be talking, you know, of course, news, TV, streaming, all that good stuff. Plus, later in the show, we'll talk about our most anticipated movies of next year, as in 2020, which as publishing, this will be probably like tomorrow or something. Not or something, it no, will be I, tomorrow. No, now I got a I got a fun question because I always do this when we do lists. How many do you think we're gonna have on the same out of the ten? It, oh, out of the same? Yeah, like how many are we gonna have similar in the top ten for most anticipated of twenty twenty? You know, I'll think I'll think about it and we'll get to it when we finish the episode. But for right now, we have our uh, Euro segment, first of which is the trailer rundown of the or trailer talk, as we like to call it. Uh, first one, I can't find the list. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, actually, for, you know, it's funny. let's talk about this one that came out the, the earliest, because this actually dropped the day after we recorded Home Alone 2, so we didn't get to talk about it. And that is the trailer for the first release trailer, because they had that IMAX one, uh, for Christopher Nolan's Tenet. So, again, we have no idea what this movie is about, but we know it's a sci-fi-ish action movie starring John David Washington, Robert, Pat- Robert, Robert Patrick, Robert Pattinson... Uh, Aaron Taylor John's gonna be in the movie. Elizabeth Debicki's in the movie. Kenneth Branagh is Michael. Is Michael? No, Michael. It's uh, it's Christopher Nolan, so of course Michael Caine's gonna be in it. Uh, and yeah, again, we really just get the taste of what's movie gonna be about. They don't give us the full plot. So also, just seeing the first trailer for Tenet, what do you think about it? Yeah, n- not knowing exactly what it's about, I think it really, really piques the curiosity. Um, something with like it feels like things go backwards at certain times like time lapses backwards uh kind of a concept like almost like an inception-esque type um so we'll see what happens with that but um yeah i'm curious enough man i uh, i just i really hope that we can you know gather ourselves from the the shit show that was dunkirk that you and i did not like um but i am looking forward to this one i think this looks really good surrounded by a really good solid cast so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Tenet. I think it, I think it looks good enough. And I will say, uh, when, I, when I saw Rise of Skywalker the second time, I saw it in IMAX. Yeah. They played us the whole prologue for the movie. So I, I'm not sure if it's the opening scene or if one of the in the middle of the film. But like I've, I've seen a couple minutes of, the, of Tenet, and I still have no idea what it's about. But I will tell you, it looks really awesome. Yeah, and it looks – I mean, again, Nolan loves shooting uh, his films in IMAX, certain scenes in IMAX. Or is he shooting – is he shooting a certain scenes in IMAX, or is he shooting a whole entire film in IMAX? I I don't remember. I think I want to say it's only certain scenes. Okay, because I, I know like they give you that disclaimer at the end of the um at the end of 
the trailer about right. shots. You know what I mean for IMAX. I, I don't know if it's going to be a couple of scenes because I know he also did that for uh, Dark Knight Rises too. Uh, no, yeah, he, yeah, no, he did. I remember the Dark Knight Rises. He, they did that. They, okay. When I Am Led was coming out, yeah. they showed the prologue, the bank, the bank heist scene. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm assuming only certain scenes, but I could be wrong. But either way, I think it looks great. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And uh, maybe we'll talk about it later in the show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I'm saying, kids. Um, oh, I see what we did there. Uh, next show we're talking about is for, uh, let's talk about the trailer for Downhill. So this is a comedy starring uh, Will Ferrell and who else is it? Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Remember when they were on the same level? And then, and then uh, Will Ferrell started making this terrible comedy for terrible comedy. Yeah, but Julie Louise Dreyfus has always kind of been she has those indie type films. Like she's never really been the she's one really to go been out like a, there for a like a big a big movie type of person. There's no there's no like big like Julie Dreyfus movie. Like she's 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 mostly kind of TV, which I understand. And that's that's her zone. That's where she does good. She's won a shit ton of Emmys because of it. I mean, she has signed Vote to Fall back on, and then what the uh, Deep. Adventures of uh, New Adventures of Oak Steam, which I did watch. Yeah, yeah, and that, also that was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's no uh, TV actress, but she hasn't made a good amount of movies, and this is one of them. And the thing that got me about this one is is actually directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. Uh, they wrote The Descendants. They they wrote and directed the way the way way back, which I think is a okay. very underrated coming of age film. Uh, so, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Downhill? Yeah, it's nice to see Will Ferrell kind of step away from the comedy, the straight comedy, because we've kind of that's kind of overplayed. We've seen that already, and just because of the box office draws that, like, um, what the house and other films like that brought, like he's not he's not in his peak like he used to be. Can't so forget see, the famous Holmes and Watson. Oh, uh, what a disaster that movie was! Yeah. Um, he's fallen so like. If you look at like 2003 was like peak prime Will Ferrell with, you know, old school elf. And then just like everything after that, I feel like an anchor man. I feel like everything after that just kind of really just fell down hard. He's really, yeah. he's really struggled post like 2010. And, and, and I mean, like, yeah, like how you said, like 2010, like none of that stuff. I, I mean, the second anchor man was okay. But, but like, and, and, but at least yeah. someone at least made money. Like that one made money. Other guys made money. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, his other comedies that have come out recently are just awful. But, like, kind of how I'm tying it back to what I said about the Stranger Than Fiction and Melinda Melinda, it's nice to see him kind of get back into, like, a, like a serious comedic-type um, role. And Julie Louise Dreyfus is always a gem in anything she's in. So, uh, yeah, this should be pretty good. It looks it looks good, and I love The Descendants. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I hope it's good. Definitely one that I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, next thing we're talking about is for The Woman in the Window. This is a movie directed by Joe Wright, who is someone else said of Nigeria. He directed Pride and Prejudice. He directed Pan. He directed uh, he Darkest Hour. What? He did do Atonement. He did do Atonement. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. He didn't, do, he didn't Pride and Prejudice. It was Atonement. Sorry. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> right on. Um, he did uh, <laughs> Darkest Hour, which I thought was quite good. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, we had this new trailer for a movie called Woman in the Window, which was supposed to come out this year, but got pushed back. Uh, but Russell, what do you think of this trailer? I think this looks really good. Uh, I just I love the feel of it. Um, I believe they're also did it, did they also use the um, uh, was it based upon like the girl in a train or something like that? Girl in a train or um, con uh, girl? Was no, it like well, the writer it, or something? No, it's not. By, it's not by the same 
some of the same writers. The, okay. the, the author's not the same. It's not although. the same author, but it's like the, somebody Very who worked similar feel, similar feel. Okay, Maybe that's like producers. Producers Scott Rudin, yeah, Scott Rudin okay. worked on this one. He okay. worked on Girl on the Train. Okay, so that's why I was thinking. Okay, but you get the feels to it, and it just looks fantastic. I think this is like like one of those movies where is it in her head or is it not in her head? Is this actually happening or is it not? Um, I like that. I, I, Inter- I like those interesting thing is like the writer of this movie is actually Tracy Letts. Okay, which I, which is I think is very fascinating because he. I mean, he's known for being an actor, but he's also he's a, he's a playwright. He's also a screenwriter. Like all the yeah. County, him and Sam Shepard wrote the play, and I think they wrote the screenplay also. Okay, so dude's a, dude's a very capable writer. You got a great cast. You got Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie. You got Julianne Moore, Wyatt Russell, Brian Tyree Henry, Jennifer Jason Lee. So yeah, this looks pretty, it's pretty stacked. Yeah, I, I I'm on I'm on board with this one. I really am really anticipating this one. Uh, me too. And it comes out May fifteenth, twenty twenty. And uh, last one, like this isn't really a trailer, just a, like a little. It's like it's like music montage. I guess I don't know. I didn't start with this one. I guess I'm, I forgot it was on the it was on the docket. But whoops, <laughs> um, we had the first trailer. We had the first look at Respect, which is, if you case you can figure out, that is the Aretha Franklin biopic in which Jennifer Hudson is going to play her. I, mean, I really uh, could, couldn't see anybody else really playing Aretha Franklin. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like if, if you're like, really, if you want to play Aretha Franklin. Someone yeah, to capture think, that kind of vocal. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson is probably your best bet. Yeah, she's she's probably like one of the only ones that I could like even think of. You know what I mean? As soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, that's Jennifer Hudson. Like, you addition, can't. Yeah, yeah, you you, you you can't you can't find someone as per you can't find as perfect casting as you can with Jennifer Hudson. Uh, in addition sure. to in addition to Jennifer Hudson, you also have Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayans, Audra McDonald, who's all. Who, I mean, if you couldn't get if you couldn't get Henry the Frank, you couldn't get Jennifer Hudson. Audrey McDonald would have been a good second, but watching the movie, uh, Mary J. Blige, Mark Marin, Tate Donovan, Titus Burgess, uh, Statcast, and uh, it's directed by Liesel Tommy. I don't, I haven't not familiar with anything she's done. I think it might be her first film. Okay. So uh, good luck. I mean, it's always nice to see you know up and coming women directors. So good for her. Good for yeah. her. And yes, yeah, so I don't really much to talk about. Just the fact that we're getting an Aretha Franklin biopic. Which, which, Hudson. which makes sense because that, um, what is it, that documentary, I believe, came out, it's got, it was getting a lot of good praise about Aretha Franklin. That's, that's right, yes, you're right. So I think we're on the high of that one, and I think that's kind of why we, we <laughs> saw that as an opportunity, kind of. <laughs> I remember I first went to play before and it just up for, <laughs> it didn't tee us up, it's just like, oh, that looks really good, well, back to shit, okay. <laughs> It's a quick story about Kath before we go into Tori's news. Uh, it's it's funny. So I would see Kath's open. And you know how, like, when we started, the lights turned down? Yeah. This is the opposite. Lights, lights turned back up before this movie started. I was like, yeah, this is this this is a sign. They're this like, is you, a sign. We need to get the, we need to get the fuck sh- out. You sure you want to go through with this? Like, I, I still have not have seen it. You went out. You still haven't seen it. Oh, boy. Still haven't seen it yet. There's yeah, a couple see, on the list. I'd be very, I'd be very curious what it looked like now because they did the whole you know, DLC pack system, fix the digital effects. And that's why I'm kind of bummed. I'm like, well, shit, that's not fun. Like, kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I, I don't, I don't know how it looks now. That's the thing. Yeah, because you don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw cats in its true form. I want that. I want to put that on T-shirts. I saw cats in its true form. Yeah. Hashtag release the cats uh, unrated cut. 
at least the actual cut. Yeah. <laughs> the actual cut. Yeah. Uh, uh, but talks for now. Move on to notorious news. Uh, first of which, uh, Mandalorian season just wrapped. Russell still hasn't seen an episode of it. This would be correct. Uh, my wife's actually really pushing to watch it, so I think we're going to probably start it here soon. I believe, what, eight episodes total? Yeah, eight. And yeah, they're, all, so, they're all about around like 30, 40 minutes, so you can so knock it, that out in like a day. You can knock yeah, that out in like a day if you have the time. So, so yeah, she's totally been at it, so we're probably going to watch that there. Again, it's just with the, the work schedules and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll have something to talk about here soon. Hopefully the new year will bring more uh, more fun Russ, and I'll, I'll be able to catch up on some of the stuff that I've been missing. Yeah, Mandalorian uh, season one's wrapped. It's been confirmed for season two. And if you look at John Favreau's Instagram, he gets a little tease, all we might see, because he tweeted a picture of a jacked up like Gamorrean guard. Yeah, which I which I, which I would be excited to see be played into the show. But anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. Either way, I I finished season one. I love season one. Definitely looking forward to more more episodes from this section of the Star Wars universe. Well, I also read that Darth Maul is being teased. I heard. Darth Darth Maul as a possible something I've read something I'm not oh okay it. yeah mom it, it might be because I, I think I, I think I read something about that too okay. Darth Maul coming in for Darth Maul coming in for season two maybe yeah, Who knows? yeah. But, uh next piece you're talking about uh, speaking of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker it's been crushing it pretty hard recently uh, uh came in number one the first one was around 175 million it dropped about 100 million dollars week to week, but still came in number one again with 70 million over the Christmas weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think total worldwide right now is around 700 million dollars. Yeah, so we should probably cross a billion here soon. Seven, seven twenty-five. So okay. it's very likely it's going to cross a billion. Yeah, it should. It should, and uh, we we had not shot a review yet, but I think you and I are both pretty positive on the movie. Positive, yes. Um, there are some things that I just didn't really like that they did with it. But uh, outside of that, though, I, I'm favorable. I liked it better than Last Jedi. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but uh, I liked it better than Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, I mean that's we're that's, that's we're, we're, we're split on that one. But <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I expect it to be. You know, it, it's one of those things because these two films are completely divisive. I see this gonna this is gonna be one of those uh, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi type feuds. You know, which one's better? Out of the uh, out of the new for the uh, new trilogy here, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see, but yeah, it'll give us something to talk about. It'll make for an interesting uh, review. <laughs> and as, and uh, you know what came what else what came out against uh, Rise of Skywalker didn't do nearly as well. Cats, <laughs> I'll grow up into an astounding. <laughs> Keep in mind, this musical made four billion dollars at the at the box office. It's crazy. Oh, four four. Did I say four million? Four billion. I meant to say four, four. billion. Jeez, yeah. Again, which was it? And it opened to an astounding. Six and a half million opening weekends. Well, those people clearly did not want to see a live action film. And movie and and apparently it was so bad, Universal has decided to pull it from its award campaign. I mean, I don't think I, I think we could really safely say that there was no awards going to be garnered by this. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, your best chance was like the best original song by Taylor Swift. Yeah, which is which I'll admit is decent, but like, it, it, yeah, but I mean, you can't you can't go to bat just for that that one thing, you know what I mean? But like, like you know, you know how bad a movie has to be to pull it from your from your FYC campaign because every movie gets put in the FYC campaign. They'll be like, you know what? Um, maybe if we pull it, they won't know it came out this year. 
<laughs> Putting it against Star Wars wasn't enough. We got to bury this movie even more. You know what? Uh, yeah, this movie just never took place. We're good. We're gonna go ahead and just pull that from the list. <laughs> there was there was no. What, what are you talking about? There was no cats movie. Cats never came out. <laughs> what, what are you What are you talking about? You're you guys are nuts. You guys are crazy. Go watch uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things that were pulled, uh, Bloodshot, the Vin Diesel comic book movie from Sony. Uh, has been delayed. Not a huge delay, which is the odd thing, because like it only got delayed by like a month. It was set for a February release date. It's now set for March. Well, there goes my top ten list. <laughs> just, 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 just kidding. <laughs> what What I'm curious about is why Why, why did it get pushed? Because yeah. the only thing I can think of, yeah, it's, it's currently set for March 13th. It had a March 21st release date. The only thing I can think of is maybe they're trying to get away from Birds of Prey. Either that or they want people to be drunk on St. Patty's Day week and go <laughs> see that's it. The, that's the reason. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. Like, why would you push it back just a month? Like, that's that's really weird. Not, not even a month, like two weeks. That's stupid. Like, yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it, was set to, it was set to release against Call of the Wild, Emma, uh, the Impractical Jokers movie. And yeah, that's it. I mean, so they had a, they had a shot at probably taking number one. Oh, probably well, a good shot at maybe a number one. Probably because Birds of Prey would have been already been out. That, Birds of Prey would already been on its third week by then. Yeah, and that's not that's not gonna that's not gonna be three weeks in a row at number one. You, you're lucky you're gonna get one or maybe maybe two at best. They um, really they're really intimidated by Harrison Ford and that dog. Yeah, get out of my they're, bobsled. Get yeah, out of my sled. Get, get off my weekend. <laughs> Yeah, no idea I, why this is pushed, but either way, you have to wait a whopping two more weeks until you can see Bloodshot. Oh man, that's yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a game changer, man, for 2020. I don't know. Oh yeah, no two two whole weeks. That's uh, that's putting yourself in prime position. Curious, curious, what's it, what's it opening against now? It's opening against. Oh, it's opening against that. I still believe movie. Remember, remember that? I still believe. Who, who's in that one? It was KJ Appa about that country singer with a girlfriend who has cancer. Oh God! It's another one of those like uh, I can like, God, like I can only imagine or something like that. It's also up against My Spy, which has been which has been pushed back a third time. My Spy is that the one with Batista? Yes, uh, that looks funny. I, I know, I know, it's going to be like it's going to be awful, but it looks funny. It was supposed to come out next month, but it got pushed back all the way, got pushed back again to March. Oof, that doesn't bode well. It does not bode well at all. March is starting to feel like a January. Jesus Christ! No, okay, so it, it 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 was supposed to come out in August of this year. Got pushed back to January, then got pushed back again to March. So yeah, this movie's so, this movie's probably not very good. Well, you see that January. That's why uh, I was making fun because I totally would expect something like that to come out in January. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it's not coming out in January, but here we yeah. are. It's better be a hell of a movie for the couple couple months we had to wait for this. And speaking of comic book movies, uh, Deadpool three, uh, Ryan Reynolds on GMA of this past week, and he confirmed that Deadpool three is indeed in the works. Now, no word on whether or not you know Zazzy Beats or Josh Brolin are coming back because it can be weird to have Josh Brolin play two roles in the same universe now. Yeah, Although I guess weird. you could do it. Yeah, I mean, it could absolutely happen. I mean, when are you going to ever? really cross paths with Thanos. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, Thanos is spoiler. He's dead now. So, uh, so you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, doing that. 
Never gonna see him again. Well, there, there you I'm, go. With that. I'm sorry that if you stuff. didn't see the highest grossing movie of all time. Now, oh wow, what a spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what I'm saying is, if they do anything with it, like I'm, I'm saying, like if they do like a backlog, you know, backstories because they're, you know, really pushing that now with Black Widow. Uh, who knows? But but also now, I think I think as far as like the X Men properties go, I think Deadpool's the only one you could carry over for a few reasons. One because he really feels like he's just in his own world. Well, yeah, and that and the sheer popularity of Deadpool in general. Popularity of him, plus just absolute performance, because, I mean, I really like the first Deadpool. Deadpool 2, I think, is all right, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, regardless, I still think Ryan Reynolds is maybe the best choice to play him. Yeah, because that that, that character is really tailor-made for Ryan Reynolds, because that's it really kind of just really showcases the type of person he actually is. So, like... You know, it, it, he's perfect cast for. It. I really couldn't see anybody else playing the role for Deadpool. Something I do hope. Something I do hope they do, or at least consider. I hope they get. I hope they consider getting rid of Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. Okay, yeah. I really, I really don't think they're that good as screenwriters. Yeah, I mean, I the second one really didn't do it for me. Like, I felt like we were rehashing the same thing that made the first one funny. And when you're rehashing the same thing, it's like you know, it, the first one was just so like, oh my god, out of left field. But like we're rehashing the same things that made the first one good. You know what I mean? You kind of like, well, we've already seen that before. So I, that's why the second one really didn't do it for me. I mean, I thought it was good. Just kind of how you said it. It was good enough. I just didn't think it was good as the first one. Yeah. And plus, I mean, you look at like their career, their track record outside of it. It's like, I mean, I like the first zombie man a lot. Yeah. My favorite movie they've done. For sure. And too, I think, I mean, we reviewed it. I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Life is okay. I know you're not big. I know you're not super big on life. Are oh, you talking about the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, the space one? Yes. Yeah, I. You know what? I was disappointed because I really, I loved the um, the trailer for it. I just really enjoyed. It. I, I too. Gonna, I gotta give it a rewatch because I um, I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan, so I think that yeah, I might have to give that a rewatch. But I remember yeah, I walking would... out of it unimpressed. I, I, I would just like to see someone else take a crack at this character. Yeah. I feel like they're. I feel like they're kind of burnt out on it. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, next piece he's talking about is uh, <laughs> oh, uh, in the year of where we're getting multiple, you know, fours of films, we're getting Thor four, twenty twenty one, we're getting Thor four, Matrix four, John Wick four. We're also getting another highly anticipated four movie. That'd be Jackass four. Yes, Jackass four is finally coming. <laughs> the world is finally ready for another Jackass movie. Uh, call me crazy. I'm actually looking forward to that. I, I thought you'd be because you're a big you're a big Knoxville fan. I, I like listen. I again, this is probably just this this is just aging me. I just remember watching Jackass on MTV. I remember going opening night for the first one and the second one, just laughing my ass off and just having a great time with it. The third one, eh, third one was still funny, but it really kind of like the third one does. I have my favorite segment they've done, which is the Electric Avenue. Electric oh, Avenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That one's funny. Super funny stuff, man. Uh, I just don't know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. These guys are literally aren't doing anything with their careers outside of Johnny Knoxville. Steve-O's really not doing anything now. Um, Bam Margera is, I mean, I think he's getting help for being an alcohol, like, for, for uh, alcohol abuse. Is so, he really? Yeah, he's, he was big into uh, drugs and alcohol. I mean, that, that makes sense, though, because, like, I think Steve-O was, too. I mean, um, Ryan, Ryan Dunn is dead. Ryan Dunn's little- dead. Yeah, the, and little, the little guy. Uh, Ryan, Wee Man. Wee Man. Wee Man. Yeah, Ryan Dunn was hilarious for sure. I liked 
I love the one of my favorite skits was when he put the uh, toy car in a condom and put it up his <laughs> ass. Car up his ass, dude. He went to the doctors and he goes, "Yeah, maybe I swallowed it or something." I got. I don't party. remember. That. I remember that one. And the doctor's like, "Oh no!" He goes, "You you did not you did not eat this." He goes, "Somebody stuck it up your ass." It was so funny, man. I, like the first one, the first two are like really priceless. Like I love when the guy's taking a dump in the hardware store um, on one of those um, like you know those showcase toilets or whatever they're just they're just like mod like dis- display models hilarious man um yeah. I, I, I did i did like uh was it bad grandpa bad grandpa yeah or uh wait yeah bad grandpa because i'm thinking of dirty grandpa, dirty grandpa De Niro was De Niro. yeah I, bad I, did like, I did like bad grandpa that was funny yeah because that was one of the skits on um jackass I have yet to see Action Point because I heard it's not very good. <laughs> Action Point was funny. I, yeah, it was stupid, and also I believe it made my it made my list of the most anticipated for the summer release. Oh, I, I, I remember <laughs> if you if you remember that, yeah. Um, and it was funny. I mean, again, I got what exactly I expected out of it, um, and then I was blessed enough to get a copy of Action Point. I think I got it on Blu-ray at Family Video. I think it was like two or three dollars. So I was like, score. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, so it's a fun movie. And th- that's the thing. That stuff's so dumb, but it's funny. And like, again, I'm just kind of aging myself. I remember watching it and I was literally going through, you know, I was through getting like a freshman in college when that stuff was coming out and popular. So, you know, that stuff was like at the, at the peak of my immaturity, I think. So, yeah, great. Looking forward to it, though. <laughs> Russell, number one, number one was dissipated. 2021 is already set. <laughs> but oh, man i just my thing is these guys are aged and like man they've really pushed their bodies like knoxville's probably got to be you know banged up really bad same thing with steve-o well, and um, is, it, is, it, is it is it knoxville that can't get an erection anymore because of the evil Knievel tribute i wouldn't be surprised i, th- I think i'm pretty sure i yeah i, th- I think it's uh knoxville yeah like, but, uh is it wow it's crazy I, I'm going to fact check that real quick. Let me see here. Well, while you fact, while you fact check, that, let's move on to the next story. Uh, because uh, another one coming out 2021. So yeah, this is the year of a lot of sequels. Mission Impossible 7 has added some new cast members in the form of uh, Pom Clementif, you may recognize from Guardians. Actually, Guardians 2 and both the last yeah. Avengers movies. Yeah, he does have ED, it says. He does. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> The stunt that broke, yeah, you could you could see it on Reddit. The stunt that broke Johnny Knoxville's penis. It was it was the Oakland Evil tribute, wasn't it? I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, speak, speaking of which, uh, yeah, uh, Mission Impossible Seven has added uh, Palm Clementif and Shea Wiggum to the cast. Shea Wiggum, who you may recognize from, well, lots of stuff, because, but because easier name example, Joker. There you have it. Uh, so, do you think these are good? cast additions yeah i mean but what's getting us in the door it's tom cruise, tom cruise. i mean i mean you, you, just, you could put anyone else in the movie I, yeah I, I wouldn't care no you could put cruise. yeah you could put anybody in there like i just want to see how tom cruise is going to continue to up the ante in this film so, how tom cruise is going to continue to try and kill himself in the next, <laughs> the next yeah, years. yes he's on suicide watch while he's filming mission impossible movies it's it's entertaining man like he's death defying stunts and it just and, you know, he's in tremendous shape, you know, over the age of 50. He, and yeah, he's he can, he pushes himself in ways that most actors just actually. Yeah, most actors just don't. 
but that's why I like it. I like him because of that. Like he's no, it's, it's authentic. It's real. Jackie Chan was the same way up until you know. Obviously, you know he's he's getting older now. But it, Jackie like, Chan was the same way. Jet Li yeah. was the same way. Yeah, and and you respect that out of them because they don't they do it to entertain us, but they're also putting their bodies in harm's way for the sake of entertainment. And I love that, and I respect that, and I love. You know, when um, Rumble in the Bronx came out in like 95, 96, it, it was a mainstream it was Jackie Chan's first like U.S. Uh, release. And I just remember being so like awestruck by like watching this guy like like climbing on walls, doing flips. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's doing all of his own stuff where you can mail it in and easily just have a stunt double do it. But he's good. He, he's yeah. And I, I love I love that. I love that aspect. And I wish, you know, more actors would do stuff like that. So that's the problem. It's like you, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is just like, hey, we're gonna, hey, we're gonna zing, fly around the room. Like, go fuck, go fuck yourself. Yeah, jump in, yeah. let's do it. He's like, Roger, I need you to come over here and fly in the suit for me. But I mean, hey, you know, I mean, he he really doesn't ever have to work again. So he really doesn't. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, next story. I swore that last time was gonna be the last time we talked about this film. I lied. Oh, because boy. the new information came to lights that I just couldn't ignore. And of course, talking about the Snyder Cut. Yes. Because the new information is coming about, about this thing. Now, remember, now I want to, Russell, do you remember how many times Zack Snyder swore up and down that the cut was finished? Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, it was a lot. Yes. Well, it turns out that was a big load of bullshit. <laughs> because he said that, oh, the movie, the movie's not finished. But all the creative choices are finished. Like, man, fuck you. No. <laughs> so, yeah, as we've been, as everyone has been saying for months and pretty much years on in, the special effects on that movie are nowhere near done. Neither, neither is the score. Yeah. But, uh, the creative choices, those are the things that are finished. So, do you think this will finally put a rest to the whole release? Not a, it's not. It's not, is it? <laughs> I think this is something that's just like, just going to be etched in like pop culture. I think it's just the fun to talk about. I mean, I, you know, you know me, I am a uh, pro Zack Snyder. I just, I, well, cause I, you're, I, cause you're pro man of steel. That's why. Well, see, and that's why he's my key to the man of steel too. You see, um, if we get Snyder back, but no, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, with all the stuff that we heard, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that, with justice league and all that other stuff, um, with just like all the input and the pressure of the studios and stuff like that, pushing for this, um, the fact that they had to trim it down to a certain runtime and they, the creative, you know, his creativity was kind of like, he was kind of like almost like hands tied behind his back pretty much. Um, not to draw ahead of our movie review that we're reviewing. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I'm not trying to zip tie anybody's hands behind her back, but anyway, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to I, I really hope that if we do get it, it really puts the rest everything like we can once and for all say, hey, listen, here it is. And this is it. But like kind of how we had talked about it before, you would have to go back through and do all that, adding all that stuff in. And where are you going to find the money and the budget to do all that? Um, I, it's just you're, you're not. Um, it, it's kind of sad that I just I hate to find the studio had so much input and the fact that, you know, Obviously, he was wrestling with, you know, the loss of his daughter and stuff like that, you know, the tra you know, tragic loss of his daughter. And then he had, you know, Joss Whedon came in and tried to, you know, finish it up with reshoots and stuff like that. So, of course, they're going to sit there and say, well, uh, was this really his vision for the film? But I'm but I'm sure Snyder obviously had a 
you know, obviously had to say so would would Whedon, uh, you know, threw in the film. So I don't know. This is this is going to be a hot debate for quite some time. It's been a it's been a hot debate for quite some time. It's, it's going to continue. It's going to continue to be a hot debate for some time. It, it really is. Uh, next piece of news: uh, Sony's Uncharted movie has lost a direct has lost its director again. Oh boy! Yeah, Travis and I, due to scheduling conflicts, has decided to exit the project. And Russell, this makes the seventh director to quit on this film. I think it's time to just be done. Yeah. Uh, so other names, other names that were attached to this at one point: uh, Sean Levy. Uh, see, Jean, Sean Levy, uh, Joe Carnahan, David O. Russell, Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, and most recent one was Dan Trachtenberg. Before this, Jeez. this Hall, is... Holland, Holland and Wahlberg, however, are still attached. So there's a glimmer of hope, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, you're right. They should just drop this right now. I mean, you have seven people coming in and out. I mean, what, what does that say? Like, this is there's no consistency with this. Um, it, like, this, yeah. is, this is this is the crow all over again. It feels like it. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it, I think it's best just to just call it call it a day. Let it die. Just yep. just, just just kill it. Just let let the movie die. Kill it if you have to. Yes. I mean, plus, like, I don't I don't know if you played the Uncharted games. I played the first. No. I played the first three. No, they're really was... they're really good, and I I never thought Tom Holland and Nathan Drake was a good idea. Yeah, it's because like he. Like he just seems he just seems way too young and I don't think I think I don't think a young Nathan Drake would be the right way to go. Yeah. I, I never played it. I, I did, you know, I know a lot of people that have played it before and they they really like there's it's a big following for that for that video game, but yeah, I never played it. Yeah, and like not like I, you should play him like play young Nathan Drake in a flashback, but like, oh okay. But a yeah. whole movie about that is I don't think I don't think that's what the uncharted fans want to see. It's already alienating them. And yeah, I know you're trying to play long game, let them grow into the role, but still, you got to make one successful movie first. Well, that was like even like when we were playing Halo, and Halo was supposed to be uh, coming out with a movie and stuff like that. They they were pushing that around for a long time. But hey, we got uh, we got District Nine out of that one, so yeah. So we we got, we got some good out of that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, Uncharted has lost a director again. I want to see what poor schmuck lands on this thing again the next time. Jeez, yeah. Uh, and the last topic we're talking about today, uh, Obama is in there because he released he releases his list every year. And he just I released do. his top movies and shows of the year. You were saying? I do like the fact that he does try to stay relevant with like pop culture and just like I love uh, like the fact that he does like a, a bracket for March Madness and stuff like that. I always think that's kind of cool. When, well, when he's, he's also like a he's also a big a big basketball fan. Oh, he loves basketball. He's a big what Indiana Hoosiers fan, I think, isn't he? Indiana? Yes. He, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I always uh, like I always like when he does that like that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool when like you know, politicians take the time or just like, even obviously like, you know, you know presidents like take the time to do that kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so the movies that have, uh, made Obama's best, Obama's best of the year list. Uh, so we have American factory, which you never heard of amazing grace, which as we mentioned is the Aretha Franklin biopic. Okay. Uh, Apollo 11. Uh, some, I'm going to give the one that I haven't heard about because we have not much about that book smarts. Apollo 11. That was the, um, unreleased episode. Oh uh, yeah, the one we, we shot <laughs> can it release the uh, the infamous. 
Uh, the Farewell, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Just Mercy. One that I'm super glad to shout out, Black Men in San Francisco, which I've been singing the praises of for many, which, many months. Which I have not watched. I bought it. I watched like the first 10, 15 minutes. I just never finished it. Uh, Little Little Women, which I have not seen yet. I've heard fantastic things about that. Uh, uh, Marriage Story, Parasite, and Sylvaneer, which I did see and I was not a big fan of, and Transit. But either way, I, <laughs> I think Obama has like he has like really good taste. Yeah, it's very uh, diverse for sure. Yeah, and uh, some I also listen to his favorite show is uh, Fleabag, uh, Unbelievable, which is the Netflix show about. Uh, sexual harassment case and uh, Watchmen. So it's, okay, it's cool. Cool. it is cool to know that Obama watched Watchmen, but you didn't. It, I was just gonna say, I was. It's it's nice to know that Barack Obama watched it before I finished it. <laughs> and a former, and a, former pres- <laughs> a former president of the United States made time for Watchmen. Russell, he has more free time now, man. Come on, <laughs> he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job dude, anymore. He's, he, he has Secret Service people watching the rest of his life, dude. He's 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 good to go, man. Uh, but but either way, yeah, I think. Actually, him and I will probably have a lot. Actually, do we? Do we have any comment? I knew you were, were going to say something when, he, when you said, I was like, oh, shit, watch me. It's going to be tied back to me. Watch. Yeah, I think as of right now, there's, there's a lot of them that almost made my top 10 of the year, which isn't done yet because there's some movies I still want to knock out before I see before I solidify it. But I'm pissed because we only literally have, at the time of this recording, we have till tomorrow night. At midnight to, to watch. I'm so pissed because I'm like Parasite. I, I, I haven't seen at the time of this recording, which sucks because you know that would have been a contender. Uh, the Lighthouse I haven't seen, but it's coming out on Blu-ray first Tuesday in January, so I'll just buy it and watch it then. It's kind of sad that some of these films that really getting like really good critical praise uh, just not going to make the list. I think at the time of this recording, I'm probably done at the time of this recording. Really new new release. I like. I will probably, unless I see something tomorrow, which I doubt. But at the I mean, time, we're, of the, we're not gonna. I mean, we'll say it right now. We're not gonna do our top ten right away because I do want to see. I want to see nine seventeen. I yeah. want to see Just Mercy. Um, one hundred thirty-one uh, new films for the year for me. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't nothing to sneeze at. I think I had one. I had one thirty-six last year. Um, but yeah, there's like I said, kind of how you said. I just I know that these movies are going to get rewatched during um, award season. It just kind of sucks that I just I didn't get a shot to see some of these ones that are getting really good uh, word of mouth, especially Parasite, which I really, 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 really want to see. Uh, yeah. But speaking of uh, you know movies get movies getting good word of mouth, let's talk about a movie that didn't get good word of mouth because it is um, that time. Oh boy. <laughs> Come to our movie of the week, which is our last one for the year 2019. That is Fifty Shades of Grey. Notorious by chance. We'll see you now. So, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. This is a. <laughs> the funny thing about this movie is that it's. The story behind it is almost more. Actually, not almost. It is way more than the movie itself. It is. Uh, yeah. It's highly publicized, this movie, that this book started out as fan fiction for twilight and Which, if you didn't know that going in it's very apparent watching the film oh i mean it's so you know even just like little things like how you know uh christian gray kind of acts like edward cullen in some certain scenes yeah you could definitely feel the fan fiction and it makes sense that this was just kind of doing service to well you know service in quotations doing service to uh fans of twilight but yeah, like and like at the highest popular, I think this is like this series is better selling than Harry Potter, which I think is 
I think it says way more about humanity than it really should. Sex sells, <laughs> like we like they say, sex sells, man. Like it, sex it makes, does sell, and it, it, it makes sense. You know, it, it absolutely does. The word of mouth about this book and the fact that on the brink of the release of the film, it just got women like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Because I remember um, Charlie Hunnam was going to be attached to this. No, he no he he was attached. And like speaking he was of, like, attached. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every studio wanted the rights to this. I mean, they had WB, Sony, Paramount, Universal, Ultimate Landed It, Mark Wahlberg's Press Company. Like, everyone everyone wanted this film. They saw dollar signs, though. I mean, uh, it makes sense. Anybody with the right state of mind would have been like, hey, this is an opportunity. Regardless of the quality of this, you're going to make a shit ton of money. <laughs> it is funny that when Smooth's coming out, uh, there's an interview that she, she did on 2020 or something like that. Where she's talking about how she she wrote a bunch of it on her BlackBerry, and the person interviewing her could not hide her contempt. She's like, "You wrote it on your BlackBerry." Yeah, you're talking about E. L. James. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, tons of people were were attached and not attached. Uh, so let's see, people who were considered for this, uh, Robert Pattinson was E. L. James' first choice, of course, but because Obviously. that would be. <laughs> Because that would be weird. They dropped out. Uh, let's see, it was Charlie Hunnam and Dakota Johnson who were cast. Dakota Johnson beat out the likes of Alicia Vikander, uh, Imogene Poots, Elizabeth Olsen, Shailene Woodley, and Felicity Jones. Uh, also, Lucy Hale and Amelia Clark was offered the role but turned it down. I couldn't see Shailene Woodley doing that. No, me neither. But <laughs> anyway. it's funny. Elizabeth Olsen, the same year. Uh, this is the same year she entered the MCU. So I think I think she got the better end of the deal for sure, and she got to keep her clothes on. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, also, also, uh, Ryan. Uh, so you originally wanted Ryan Gosling to play the role of Christian Grey, but he oh, took God. a little script. He's like, "Let me see that script." Ooh, no, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Wait, I have to do what? Yeah, I'm gonna I, go got, pass. I got self respect. Yeah. Uh, but uh, see, Garrett Hedl- Garrett Hedlin was considered for the role, but could not. The reason he came was he could not connect with the character, which is a nice way of saying "fuck you." I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Amell said he uh, turned it down, uh, but then Charlie Hunnam dropped out. Yeah, that's crazy because like that was big because I know a lot of like women were like, "Oh my god!" Because that was the, which the signs which, of anarchy high. I bet seeing how it, how the movie turned out, he's thinking, like, like, "Thank God, signs of anarchy ran long." Well, I, I think Jamie Dornan, obviously, I think he's a better actor than Hunnam. Hunnam's not; he's like very vanilla. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying pretty, that Jamie Dornan. He's pretty bland. Been. I'm not saying Jamie Dornan's like Al Pacino, but I think he's a better choice than Hunnam. But yeah, uh, speaking of Jamie Dornan, all ended end of the role. He was up against yeah. uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Theo James, Francois Arnaud, who I don't, I don't recognize. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Scott Eastwood and Luke Bracey, who actually ended up playing Christian's brother in the film. So yeah, yeah. this was this was a very very uh, lucrative type of movie to get involved with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but did it work out? Uh, well, you, well, you already know the answer to that, but <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you don't know. I'll tell you what, Dakota Johnson got to thank her stars that she was in this because I really think that catapulted her uh, career. It did, as far as like a ma- as far as like a mainstream status, because she yeah, did a bunch of nobody indie knew films who the hell she this. was. Yeah, nobody knew who I mean, she was until this. She she did she did TV. She was known for being Don Johnson's daughter, <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Just, I see what you did there, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, let, let's not waste any time. Let's let's see where exactly and how exactly this film goes wrong. This let's is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> let's go to Seattle. Let's go to let's go to Seattle and let's also to, Portland. Yes. Okay. Speaking of what, yeah. Okay. First problem. How far? How far is Seattle from Portland? It's pretty far. 
Yeah, because like the we meet the main character Anastasia Steele. Yeah, already one, already one name in, and already can't take any of this shit seriously. Yes, <laughs> she has to fill in for her clearly not sick roommates uh, to interview a billionaire billionaire businessman Christian Gray. Wait a minute, now they have to set this up for the characters to meet, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the way they okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah she, first of all first from the get-go someone's off first of all i'm not sure if like the makeup guy came in or it didn't come in that day because the roommate doesn't look sick at all no she's like fine like she looks like she just like she's in her pjs and she's just chilling on like a on a sofa or couch or whatever like yeah second of all she gets prime parking for like a business day in seattle which is bullshit. Yeah, you're going to get right in front of the building. Come on now. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> she didn't even pay the meter, so your car is definitely getting towed. Yeah, and there's no ticket on her. What the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, she goes into the oh, she goes into uh, the the building for Gray House, which if you don't think about it, we never actually What does this company do? We, we never, never we don't know. We never we know. never, we never understand. What exactly this company does? They only hire attractive people to work there. So it's That's like, true. It's just like every yeah. receptionist is clearly a model. Yeah, it's like, uh, is this Victoria's Secret? Like, what's going on here? They're yeah. also shit. They're also shitty at being assistants because they make her open her own door. Yeah, the poor girl trips. Come on now, guys. It's like, come on. <laughs> I'm done. You see, like she's like, oh, you're saying? No, I said yeah, and I said, well, yeah, they make her open the doors, and that's why she falls. Poor girl. <laughs> Poor girl. Uh, but yeah, you you also see that she was very clearly the worst choice to send to do this interview. Yeah, because she is so socially awkward. It's not even funny. Like Kate, her friend Kate would have like knocked the interview out because she's more outgoing. Uh, but yeah, An- Anastasia, we see really from the get-go kind of how you said she's like kind of awkward and kind of the wrong person that would, again, would, would do this type of uh, thing. But right during this interview, you see the, you see the biggest problem in this film Within the first ten minutes, is that, that these, the, the that dialogue? Two, well, well, that well, that's that's one of them. But the, <laughs> these two have such negative chemistry; they are oil and water. There is it's non-believable at all from the get-go. Um, and then the other thing, the fact that they add the fall in order, like kind of like an icebreaker to get the characters talking. Like I think that's kind of stupid and seems kind of that that obviously is forced to put there to get the characters to talk and I just that's stupid. But also like, well, first of all, like, yeah, I can say she's the worst person because she didn't even come yeah. with like, a pencil. She didn't come with a pencil. She didn't come with a pen. Nothing. But like they have look when Wild Wild West came out, I think someone said a review where they said they didn't even be- they didn't even believe like Will Smith and Kevin Klein's chemistry was so bad they didn't, they never believed they were in the same room. Yeah. That's how I felt watching this. Like half yeah. the time, I don't even think they were in the same room together. No, because it's literally like there's a green screen or something. Like they're talking to the wall. Like they're 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 CGI dummies. Seriously, because you don't. Buy, I don't buy the. I don't buy the relationship. I don't buy the. There's no chemistry between the two characters at there's, all. They're really like no, no. This, this no. is the most. This is the most forced romance since Anakin and Padme in the Star Wars prequels. And that's a little bit more believable than this. I'll, it I'll is. It, I'll give it to him. Yeah, and it's just like you ask a question like, "So what do you always say?" Like, "What's my success?" Really? I'm like, okay, look. I get it. I get the question sucks, but this is a substitute interviewer for a college newspaper. Dude, lighten up. And the fact that if this was such a huge like corporation or whatever, 
she's going to be out there in a waiting room for a while. I don't think he's just going to be like, oh, well, you can come on right in. He's ready also, for also, did we forget to mention the fact that she's a college student? Yeah. Yeah, no way. No, no. Dakota Johnson is definitely not in college. Yeah, but <laughs> here we go, and she has the audacity to see the question, are you gay on, on the interview sheets? Oh, my God. And read it out loud. It's like, you really thought that was a good question to ask? Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, man. Because he hasn't been seen filmed, or he hasn't been uh, seen with, like, photographed with women. And so that yeah. obviously raises questions for, you know, females. Like, who cares? Like, I, that, I, that's, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see this girl interview the Pope. He's like, Seriously. are you gay? I've never seen you uh, photographed a woman. Do you believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you believe in God, you, right? I've never seen you in a photo with him. You probably would ask that at this point. Is the devil real? <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, we we get the uh, the assistant comes back. She says, "You got your interview. You got your next interview in, in the conference room." Just like, wait, didn't you just? What's funny? He just said he has ten minutes. It's been nowhere near ten minutes. No, and that's the thing. And and then on top of it, if he's so busy, like she should be at least waiting in the waiting room to make it a little bit more convincing. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's, for, but basically, we're trying to get it from the get go. This movie is completely unbelievable. No, and like, yeah, what the hell does what the hell does the gray house do, man? What does what does Grey House do? Is it an S and M magazine? Like what the fuck? Like we yeah, don't yeah. get any of that, dude. Like come on. We'll get we'll get we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But also, uh, <laughs> you ever notice how much Dakota Johnson bites her lip in this film? Oh my god, her lips have to be so chapped in this film. Like yeah, it's dude. ridiculous. It's like, girl, get yourself some Burt's Carmex wax or whatever, Carmex, Burt's bees or whatever. Get that get that taken care of. This is like the year of like super chapped lips because the same year that uh. Remember Tom Hardy's lips in the Revenants? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Tom, Tom the year of like lips. Yeah, Tom Hardy in the Revenant, Dakota Johnson, and uh, what was his face? Nicholas Holt, in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, so, so, something in the, something in the air quality in 2015, guys. Uh, yeah, so uh, we we continue we continue on in the film. We see that this movie used a pencil to make a very very not subtle metaphor, and then we meet uh, her college friend. I say college very loosely. Uh, Jose, the photographer. <laughs> as soon as he came in, I'm just like, oh, okay. So, so this, this is our this is our Jacob. This is our Jacob. This is a this is friend zone. Clearly friend zone. Friend zone. Uh, friend zone. Jose. Yeah, and and it's funny because Jose is going to be the competition between Christian and. Jose is hardly in this fucking movie. He is. Like that, that's another thing. Like there is no reason <laughs> for this character. Literally, take Jose out of the film. Be no okay. different. Okay, because you can get somebody else to take the pictures. So don't even sit there and say, "Oh, well, he took the pictures of Christian." Blah get, blah get, blah. Get somebody else to take the pictures. Get somebody take, else to hit to hit on her when she's drunk. Yeah, I mean, you can have a random unknown guy, guy unknown at the bar to do that. It's it's stupid. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> like this, there is absolutely no. At least in Twilight, Jacob actually had like a role in the movies. Here, the, Jose gets nothing. <laughs> Jose, Jose drops in when it's convenient for Jose. You're on Jose's time, <laughs> and then Jose's never seen again. No, we, we do see him later. Soon. Not much, man. Like, like I don't even know. Like, it's not even believe that they're actually like friends. I mean, like, no, they don't. She, she had that character with anybody in this film. No, she like literally. I don't even buy that they're friends because you don't and, see them enough. 
Justice Nina Cody with her mom because she calls her mom. We find out that she can't come to her graduation because like her boyfriend broke. It's so it's fucking stupid. It's like he broke his leg playing golf. <laughs> yeah, how do you break? Are you playing full contact golf? Like what are you doing? It's just like how do you break your leg playing golf? He was filming a stunt for Jackass. He broke his leg. <laughs> he he was on the set of Jackass for and he broke. His yes. Leg. Okay, makes sense. Like, how yeah. Does that- I- I was like, listen, if you don't want to go, just say you don't want to go. Like, make up a better excuse. Yeah, but yeah, but like also, yeah, like I don't know why that like your your boyfriend is like, sure, but why does that affect you going? Yeah, seriously. Like, you're gonna make your daughter graduate, bitch. Yeah. Uh, like, and can we can we just can we just point out this? Why why are we having Christian Gray a uh, commencement speaker? I that's a good that's another thing. I have no idea why. <laughs> Like you could get like former presidents, you could get like you know uh, like a, a, a movie person stars. like maybe like like Steve Jobs, like a Steve Jobs esque type person. Like you're gonna yeah, go yeah. with you're gonna go with Christian Gray. Uh, uh, Elon Musk passed. Who do yeah. we get? I mean, like come on, like that, that's the other thing. I'm like, so he has to be well enough, like a well to do type of person because they're obviously given like in in this like uh, what fictitious uh, university. I don't even know what kind of college. I don't even know what college it is. Yeah, it's 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 university, university, it's college university. Yeah, it's um, South Harmon Institute of Technology, the the University of the (laughs) United States. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, we see that uh, Christian ignites red flag number one when he shows up randomly to Anastasia's work. Now, first off, how do we know? Like, how in the hell do you know she works at a random hardware store? Come on now. He, he just so happens to be in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I'm just dropping by for some supplies. I just happen to be here. And you see the thing he's getting is like zip, it's like zip ties. He's getting cable ties, masking tape, and rope. rope. I wrote it down. Da- I wrote it down. Don't worry. Okay, good. You wrote it down. Absolutely. And we have to have that stupid, obviously, it's like a little foreshadowing. Ha, 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 ha. I wonder it's what like, he's going to use that for. Oh, I, 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 I thought the fucking lines. It's like, you're going to get your clothes dirty. Could you take my clothes off? I was like, oh my god. Just like are we really doing this? Like seriously. And then the the back and forth, she's just so awkward in this. She is. And look, props to her. Like she's probably the only semi semi-redimble thing. She's not good. She's not good in the movie. But, but on she's top at least of it, trying. She is, but at least, but look at the pressure she has too. She she's going full frontal in some of these scenes too later on. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, she bears. Does, she bears all. Literally. So, I mean, literally. So, I mean, you. I mean, that's a lot of pressure for somebody who you know hasn't done that before, and you're doing it in a, on a big, you know, grander scale here with but, you know a lot of people to watch. In the next scene, Ho- Jose comes back. <laughs> what <laughs> the photo shoots? He's like, "Don't forget me. Don't forget me." <laughs> I'm just. I'm just with you. Yeah, it's my time now. It's like. She asked me for yeah, he asked me for coffee. That's big. You're like, yeah, so big. We never we you never bothered to show the audience. Uh, and another Twilight uh ode. Um, don't forget that Christian tells Anastasia that he, he that um he's not the girlfriend type and to stay away from him. By the way, take a drink every time Christian Gray tells you something about himself. And or you see like uh a, a scene where he has to take a shirt off, or you have to see abs. Yeah, abs. I mean Pop Jordan. He's he's he is in shape. Yeah, you know, we get it. We get it. Like the first time he's he took a, his shirt off. Okay, yeah, boy works out. Good for you. Like he's, he's, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, I mean he's in shape. I mean, and apparently, you know, he makes buku bucks doing God knows what at Greyhouse. And if that if that was if, if that was the if that was the whole role tail out to be playing this part. I mean, seriously, I mean it is what it is. I mean, congrats. I mean 
But also, like, I think the biggest problem with Jamie Dorn's performance, like, he comes across as, like, super, he comes across as super wooden. Like, speaking of Anakin Padme, he comes across like he's in a Star Wars prequel. Yeah. He, he does, and, and then just, like, how he's very monotone. Like, and very, how, yeah. And a big part of it is, is those fucking eyes. He's got, like, dead eyes. If you look yeah, through like, a lot like, of these films. Oh, this yeah, film. yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, we uh, uh, yet yeah, another Twilight homage. Is, <laughs> you remember how Bella almost got hit by a, by a car? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because a big step down, she almost gets gets hit by a bike. <laughs> yeah, because this random the random bike just happens to be yeah, like nobody would ever have seen that in a, in a normal in a normal world. But yeah, we have to give a callback to uh, to uh, Twilight. Also, that's that's not nearly as that's not nearly as like heroic. Thing. I say, I see, I see you from a bike. I can say, you're sure, whatever. I think I still say Tom Welling did a better at the beginning of Smallville. Oh, the, Tom the, 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 the credits with, when he better. when he leans into the bus or whatever the car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he, he definitely did way better. Absolutely. But also, this is the, this is the only time in the film you hear Jamie Dornan's accent slip. Yeah, because he, he's I think he's like Irish. He's a, he, he is Irish. He, he is Irish. Yeah. I believe uh, that also happened with uh, Colin Farrell in Miami Vice a couple times. He slipped. That, you, yeah, could, you could you could hear his thick accent. He was he was really bad with it in Miami Vice. But uh, anyways, yeah, he's going on. They're going they're going to a club. She sends him. The, he sends him the, these like really expensive books. I gotta send him back. And she picks now to call him. No, I'm gonna send yeah. him back. And, and yeah, oh my god, it's the first edition. I already have him. I'm like, okay, but then the other thing is, like, she has a flip phone. This is 2015. Like, that iPhone's out. Yeah. Who has flip phones? Come <laughs> on, seriously. Let's, like, can we, did you notice that, too? <laughs> no, I didn't. Not until you just what? said it. But, oh, my you God. Dude, yeah, she has a stupid flip phone. I'm like, wait, this is 2015. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with a flip phone now? Get yourself to, you know, AT&T or Sprint. Get yourself an Apple iPhone, girl. Yeah, but anyway, she calls him in this club. You're just like, are you drinking? Stop drinking and go home. <laughs> Just like oh, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you you cannot drink. You, you you must not drink. It's like you don't even know this. You don't know this girl that well. Why are you ordering her to do stuff? Yeah, it's like okay, we obviously get it. Okay, he's like the dominant type of guy. Like we again, but it's like beaten over your head. Like you know what I mean? Like it's obvious. We get it. Okay? Yeah, I mean, like like in in Twilight, Edward was like really con- like really like controlling dudes. So like Meg Christian Grey is like really controlling asshole. Yeah, but it's like okay, we understand. But it's like I feel like you're. It's getting it get it gets redundant when you're you know constantly seeing it. Yeah, but uh, anyways, like he called him. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick you up right now. I was like, how, you, how, how the fuck do you know where she is? Like, I'm in a club. I'm on my way. I'm in the parking lot. Like, where the hell did you go? Like, like wh- where did you go? Where did yeah. you come from? How did you know she was there? <laughs> you can't track that flip phone. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just like, did you, did you call the screenwriter to find out where she is? Oh, man. It's just, yeah, it, it's it's completely crazy. I, di- I did get, I don't know if like, which by the way, during the scene with Dakota Johnson has to put on her drunk. I don't know if it's intentionally funny or not, but I do like <laughs> The dialogue's given there because it literally feel like Dakota Johnson came set to set just hammered. I, I, I do too because I it, it it feels like a non Dakota Johnson esque scene. Like when you're watching, you're like, oh, she actually might be drunk, and I feel and, like uh, that's when she delivers her better lines. I think you know, I, I agree. Yeah, and uh, guess who's back in this scene? Jose. Oh man, <laughs> really? Uh, big, and yeah, this is the scene. And this is the other scene where just like he tries to he tries to pick up on her. And it's like no, 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 Christian, out of fucking nowhere, and he comes like he comes, he walks out of the club, and he's just like, she said no. Like first of all, like, okay, Grant, she didn't say that, but there's no way you heard it. There's no way you knew. There's no way you know that's what she said. 
Yeah, no. Like, that. that's the other thing, which is completely crazy. And again, another, you know, all, like, stare down, like, Team Edward, you know, Team Jacob shit. I mean, I'm like, seriously? <laughs> team Christian, Team Jose. <laughs> like, come on. Team J, uh, Team J, Team J, yeah. Yeah, Christian and uh, Team JC, you know? <laughs> and Jose is gone for the rest of the film. <laughs> you will not see Jose again. Literally, 20, 20 minutes in, and our Jacob is already gone. Yeah, he he got out, man. He got he got the hell out of town. <laughs> he got the got the fuck out of Dodge. So we see that Christian is there with his brother. He's picking up on uh, Kate. Uh, yeah, Kate. Yeah, Kate's uh, her, her roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing beats the scene uh, where. Oh wait, he's already hitting on her. So okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save it for after because uh, this is this is right after she spends the night at the hotel. Yeah, she's been at the hotel. She's very trusting of this liquid and pills that are right next to her. I'm just like, like even if you know what those are, I wouldn't take them. And, and this is where he delivers the infamous line, if you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit for a week. And then he's the, the way he eats the toast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. I, 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 this, this whole scene where it's just like, I, I, you remind me of where you take, she takes off a shirt, gives that line, and then just bites her toast. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, why wouldn't she be able to walk right for a week? Are you guys going exercise? You guys going running? Because what are you, of, yeah, what, what because are you of the spanking, game? Because of the vigorous exercise? I don't understand. Yeah, because I don't know. Are you guys doing squats and lunges? Like, I don't know what's going. <laughs> I don't know why you're. Why would you be sore? Which I love. I love. I also love the line he's got where he's just like, he's like, where, where, where did I sleep? Like right here. Where did you sleep? Like right there. He's like, did you? Did we? He's like, no, necrophilia is not my thing. It's like, what? That line literally doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, she wouldn't. It makes even it makes even less sense when you get to something later in the film, but we'll get to it. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we get to we get we get to uh, you know the infamous toast scene <laughs> that, and that <laughs> line, <laughs> and yeah, we, we find out that uh, Taylor picks some clothes. Which now I've been thinking, I kind of just want to see, I kind of want to see a whole movie that Taylor is picking out <laughs> this this outfit. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, Taylor does have really good taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just like not to. He's like, I'll be like, I'm not going to touch you, not till I have your written consent. Oh, and that's man. like, oh, what? <laughs> Again, like, wait, you've, known, you've known this girl for like two or three days, and she's 18. She she's at least 21 because she went to the club. It's it's legit. You don't have to have consent. Like you don't have to have written consent. She's an old enough to do that on her own. You know. And then we get to the elevator. At least you're her life. <laughs> Oh <laughs> fuck! Fuck the paperwork. <laughs> like what? I guess so. like you, you're you're literally not playing by your own rules. I'm like, well, why are we setting this contract up if we're not gonna abide by it? Like this is silly. Like don't even have the contract in it. Uh, fuck the, the paperwork. The, the, fuck fuck the paperwork. I guess her nickname is now the paperwork. <laughs> yes, your paperwork now, girl. <laughs> I do love a lot where it's like Christian's just like, what? I don't know what it is about elevators. No, he's just like. What is it about elevators? And that's where it stopped. And it's like, I don't know, Christian. What is it about elevators? And I think we should set the scene up that at the beginning of the film, when she's leaving, they do that stupid thing where she's like, Christian, Christian Anna, the Titanic method of screenwriting. Yes, the, uh, the elevator's closing and we have to talk and get it out right before it closes. Like, we feel like that's the time to do it, you know? You, 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 need, to say their, you need to say their names a bunch that way. The audience remembers their names. Oh, it's like, okay. It's like when you see reality TV shows, it says, oh, Christian. Oh, Anna. Oh, okay, that's who that is. I got you. 
Uh, but anyways, he's just like he's she's 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 meet, he's meeting him. He's gonna meet her later or something. We get more Dakota Johnson lip biting, and we get to <laughs> we get to the only convincing chemistry in the entire film: Dakota Johnson and the stuff. Not 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 Christian Gray. Christian Gray's stuff. Yep. Because like you look at like she looks more attracted to helicopter than she does Christian. Can we just say? Can we just point out? Like, I really like this soundtrack. I think if that would be the no. The, the soundtrack is good. I, I, full disclosure: I, I do own some of the tracks on the soundtrack. I, I love. I love the weekend. So I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Earned It. But yeah, I just I love. I love the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack's really good. But but the placement of these songs is terrible. Yeah, like, like it's the, it's super weird with Ellie Golding's "Love Me Like You Do," and like it's it, like saying "Love Me Like You Do" while he's not loving her like he does. You guys are in a helicopter. Like I don't understand why we need to play "Love Me Like You Do" with and some of the cinema, some of the cinematography is like really beautiful. Like when it pans out to the city and stuff like that. I will say it's well it's well shot. The yeah, movie I, is well shot. Yeah, I mean I'll give it. Uh, there's some really beautiful cinematography shots here for sure. Um, but but like but the, the thing like, the point you're getting at is the fact like these like why are these songs not playing during the sex scenes? Yeah, like "Love Me Like You Do" obviously is is like you can have a scene set to like a sex you know scene set to that, or especially like "Earned It." You know what I mean? Er, like, "Earned It" would have been great for a sex scene. "Earned It's perfect because it's a nice it's a slow jam. The weekend has like you know one of those like Michael Jackson Michael Jackson esque like R and B smooth voices. Like I think it'd be perfect. And no, the they, way, they, yeah, they drop the ball on the placement of these songs and they are, the entire film. They are way more concerned with making the stuff look sexy than the actual sex. Yeah, because you want to, you're vicariously living through Anna, kind of, you know what I mean? You're vicariously living through, like, you feel like you are going on this adventure with her. You are... And rich, that, you are rich now. You know what I mean. You're kind of going through through that. You know, which that was while we're on the subject, we may as well talk about it. I, another one of the big problems with the Anastasia Steele is fucking bland. Yeah, like, so incredibly bland. Like I, I was thinking about this morning. I was like, I, I struggle to describe Anastasia Steele as a character because she has none. She, I mean, again, and it's so plain Jane, Sarah Plan and Tall type character. She is. Literally a walking stereotype. You know what I mean? A walking. Like she's yeah. She's plain, boring. Yeah, she's a you know like, per, you know perfect, you know perfect girl, virgin esque. Like you know everything about her. You know, I just it's 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for Dakota Johnson because she she's a great actress. She is she's a, a great actress. Yeah, because I mean, look at her in like uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. She was good in, you know, Peanut Butter Falcon. Look yeah. at a uh, bigger splash. Look at uh, Suspiria, which I I don't really like all that much, but good I think she's really good in it. Or is it uh, fast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's a really good actress. She just gets she gets nothing with this character. But wait, let, let's. I really think it has to do that she's never been in this type of spotlight before. Maybe think, you're right. I, I think the spotlight's too big for her in this film, just because of the fact. I'm not saying what the script. Obviously, it's not the script writing, but what I'm saying is, I think this is just her first big, big film, and I think you feel that pressure on your back because you're taking, you're doing all this stuff. Not only have you not like been in a huge blockbuster, you know, type film budget wise and production, you know, sets and all that, but on top of it, you're gonna, you're going full frontal nudity in some of these scenes where you know you're really convinced they're having sex. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that stuff, you know, mounting onto you, literally, um, mounting onto you. But like, I just, it, it to me, it's like I feel like the the lights are too bright, you know. But anyway, we, we continue on with the film where they 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 go back to his penthouse. She has to sign an NDA 
which makes which I said that came up. I was like, wait, do you have a sex lawyer? <laughs> yeah, I, the, the way you're reading this, reading this franchise, you make a whole a whole movie just about Christian Grey sex lawyers. And, and I think we should also say that we should take a drink every time we're mentioning mentioning the contract. Have you read oh, it? But, you, no, because the, yeah, and yeah, the rest of this movie is all about the contract. <laughs> they they could just call the back end of the, like the back half of the movie. Have you signed it? Fifty Shades. Have you signed the contract? <laughs> <laughs> have you looked it over yet? <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, he's just like we get we get another wonderful line, which is like Christian Grey going, "I don't make love." I, I fuck. fuck. I fuck. Hard. Yeah. I'm like, my God. Like, again, you have not known this girl literally for like not even a week yet. Week. Man. And like most girls be like, uh, I'm getting the hell huh? out of here. Yeah. Like, what? He's like, like why, why am I here? Oh, yeah. He's a billionaire. All right. I guess I'll put up with it. But... Yeah. I'm, I'm in it for the money. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no, anyways. <laughs> broke. Broke. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he takes he takes her to his uh, his playroom, his quote unquote playroom, and he doesn't have PlayStation and Xbox and our yeah, no Xbox is in there for for those listening. Uh, he goes in and it is he he takes ta- she takes her to his sex dungeon. Yes, and like it's, I mean yeah, it looks kind of cool, but just like I mean not cool, but like. You know, you know what I'm saying. It's intriguing because you like for, for the most for the most of the time. Like I, I can say, like I I I was familiar with some of it. I never saw it like in right in front of you. You know what I mean? I I heard things, but I never really saw it in front of me. But, you know but, what but I mean? like I remember seeing the, text, the sex item just like what? No, no, no racks, no no stocks, no latex, no Vietnamese shame wheel. What is it, amateur hour? <laughs> yes, this is. It's just and to me, there's something that I kind of like how they do. They do kind of. You still kind of feel that. T- you still feel that. The sexual tension, though, there now. You know what I mean? Do I, I, I do a little bit, just because of the fact that you know where this is going to go, but you know where it's going to go, re- regardless of whether or not you believe the chemistry between the two characters. But I, I, I do. You, you do feel it when he's like showing her this. You know what I mean? You're like, shit, this is going to like go down any time now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they, I, but they I, completely I, they drop the ball on this later in the film. We'll get to it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, the issue is like all this like kinky stuff, which is the selling point for this film. Yeah, and then they and then they just be like, okay, okay, you see, let's go away now. It's like, what, what, what? No, no. It's like, well, this is what you were like bragging about. This is what sold these books, and like people were talking about how how bad and raunchy it is. Blah blah blah. Which and this all goes to remind me that like it's funny. We, I used to have a drink about one of my buddies where we get a copy of of this book, and you try to read it as straight face as possible. Yeah, and if you crack, you take a shot. That's funny. That's funny. And yeah. keep in mind, um, also a little, you know, a little side note. Um, the movie Book Club uh, was actually they about this book. Was about this book. They it was a bunch of older ladies, Diane Keaton, like her older gal pals, were reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and it kind of like spices up their relationship or their love life. And I think that that was kind of funny. But but that just you know again that, that's how like how you know in you know pop culture you know lexicon how how much this movie really was out there after you know what i mean yeah but anyway so uh yeah this this is this is the bulk of the rest of the movie is they're getting the it's her trying to get her to sign this con this sex contract and i do like the line where it's just like you get to you like i get to hurt you and just do whatever i want to you exchange you get me like 
seems like one of you is getting a better deal out of all this. Yeah, it's like Christian's getting everything he wants, and really Anna's getting like the and then he gets a, a room on the weekends. Yeah, and, and and on top of it, they can't even spend the night in the same room together. I'm like, really? But only on weekends because I guess the, I guess the S and M dungeon isn't open during during business hours. Yeah, there he has a he has a janitorial. Uh, staff come in and clean i don't know I'd, I'd hate to have that job oh man yeah seriously it would stink in there <laughs> <laughs> just like this, this is blood what do you do like, what do you do to these people it smells like wet feet in here what the what the hell happened <laughs> uh but yeah we, we get to also get to find the big reveal that uh she she's a virgin yeah she's, what someone who so shares their virginity that she's gonna give it up to this dude she's known what a week Maybe but less. The, but the funny thing about it is, like, you kind of believe that her character is a virgin, though, just because of how awkward she's been throughout the whole entire film. Like, that's not a big surprise. You know what I mean? It's not a big shock, but also, it's it's just, it's just like a thing where it's just like you, I, I, one, I don't believe you because again, no. you're doing up to this guy who's a, again, again, he's a billionaire, but again, you know him for three days. Yeah, but then on top of it, like, even like the the weirdness of like how. You know, Christian says he "quote unquote" has to rectify the situation, like t- to pretty much take her virginity. That's it's really weird, and like, and she's perfectly fine with that. Like, you don't really know this guy at all. No, at not, all. no, not at all. Like, literally at all. Like, the only thing he did was like he picked you up from a club that you didn't even want him to go to, and he randomly showed up. Like, it's seriously like stalking one hundred and one. It's it's not not a good look, you know. We also get another case of Christian breaking his own rules because he sleeps next to Anastasia. Which reminded people, he literally just said like ten minutes ago he doesn't do this. Well, of course, but then again, you know, he also said screw the paperwork, and he he's obsessed with getting this thing signed. I'm like, what do you want to do? Is contractor? Is it like deal or no deal? Contract or no contract? You know? I'm like, you literally just said you don't do this. Yeah, it is. It is just so. Uh, but then we see that like. Anna wants like the boyfriend type material. She wants somebody that she can cuddle up with, uh, go out with like on dates with, go to movies or go out to eat with. And like we, 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 we're getting that idea or we're getting a pretty much a, a, a glimpse of Christian that he's not this guy. He just wants to have his cake and literally that's it. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. I need it too. And, uh, and obviously, but... and obviously eat it too, but you know what I mean? He just doesn't, he wants to, you know, he wants to just like receive and not get. So uh, yeah, but uh oh, mom mom shows up, which is sad and minor that Marsha Gay Harden got dragged into this. Which Marsha Gay Harden, you're an Oscar winner. That should automatically disqualify you for being in, mo- in movies like this. You shouldn't qualify for to be in Fifty Shades of Grey. Also, how bad how bad of an assistant is Taylor? Where you can be like, ah, oh, Mr. Gray is busy, or he can't go up there right now, or just wait in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, oh, mom's in the hair. Mom's here now. He's like, oh no, oh no. Another thing that I want to point out that I thought was super funny was remember when Kate was like giving um, Anna like shit for like, oh yeah, you don't even know this guy, blah, blah, blah. And she totally went home with Christian's brother and slept with him. That's true. <laughs> okay. So li- literally the pot calling the kettle black here. Okay. Cause she clearly slept with him. Cause remember when Christian comes in the next morning, they're on the couch together, Kate and uh, Christian's brother. So, I don't understand why she was trying to give that advice when she doesn't even follow it herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I need to sign a contract. Why? Because because uh, what happened if they don't? Because I'll be your sex slave? It's like, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you are, you're basically just a pampered sex slave. 
Yeah, and then and then how and then how awkward is it that he like Christian says that fifteen other women have stayed in that room before? Yeah, but it's like wow. I mean, you, like, like Greg, Greg being like, forward, like really? Uh, they they take a minute to pimp out Audi for for a hot second. Oh yeah, and so, then we get this an actual <gasps> character development. Oh my what? god! So would would Anastasia be Joe Montana? Number sixteen is that what we're get? Is that what we're getting? I don't know. Oh jeez. Anyway, anyway, uh, we get some actual, you know, you know, character very, very shallow character development. We find out that he got inducted to this old S and M stuff when he was fifteen with one of his mom's friends, who and he apparently we, still keeps contact with. Which is super awkward. On top of it, uh, a she should be in jail. And why are you playing earned it from the weekend in this scene? Right before, yeah, right before. I'm like, what? Like, who, who did the set? Who, like, or arranged the music placement in this film? They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a wheel, and we're going to spin it. And whatever it lands on is where we're going to enter this music into the film. Where are we going to play this song? Get, get, a dart, get a dartboard? Dude, Earned It has nothing to do with, like, like literally Christians telling Anna that he was, like, like pretty much raped at the age of 15. For six years, too. <laughs> I'm like, what the? What the hell is going on? Yeah, but <laughs> uh, he also yeah, she then refers to this woman as Mrs. Robinson. It was like oh, play on the, the graduate. Thanks for the play on the graduate there. And also, th- also thanks for reminding me I could be watching the graduate instead of this. Such a better film for sure. Oh, such a better film. Really good film. <laughs> um, but he's just like he just like sleep sleep next to people. Breakfast, parents, and it was like this is all stuff I never, I didn't do with any of my other other submissives, and it was like, wow, it sounded like they were shit at contract negotiation if that was the case. But then the other thing is like how kind of go back to the graduate thing. He graduated college, isn't he in college? Going to college, is he Benjamin? Isn't he Benjamin? Isn't that and isn't that his name in uh, the graduate? Yes, yes. Isn't, sorry, he, isn't he going to college? I believe that's where he, he's out of high school, right? Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. So technically, he's of age. So that that comparison is not even like the only big Z- thing. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Is, doesn't make sense because she's married and he's he's at least eighteen. So it doesn't really even matter. That whole entire thing, that comparison is completely null and void. It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry to think he didn't ever watch the graduate. I just wanted to debunk that because I was pretty sure I, I was pretty sure he was going to. He had just graduated high school because I I remember his parents talking about college or something. Yeah, we then we then we uh, Christian fixes Anastasia's laptop, and then we get to the bulk of the action in this film: con- contracts. Oh. We, get, we get in depth <laughs> into the sex contract, which I feel bad. I feel bad for the lawyer to write this up. I feel bad for the notary public who had to notarize this thing. I just I, I just feel bad. Oh my god! But yeah, like the the next like they spend like ten to fifteen minutes going in depth on this contract that you just don't give a fuck about. And on top of it, like they have to set up this formal meeting to go over the contract and like, oh, my God, like, you know, talk about the wording and make rearrangements with wordings of the contract. And but it's like the yeah, e- emails and, and he's just like, yeah, ah, no, we're good. So as, of course, a, ra- a rational human being, he then breaks into her apartment. Yep. I'm like, at, 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 at what point is this stalking? At what point? Um, do you, I, at what point do you file a lawsuit? Um, hello. He 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 showed up at the hardware store. There's your first thing right there. It's like, how the hell did you know I worked here? This dude this, is like, oh, this dude is like a sentient red flag. Dude, he is he is a walking red flag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get another we get another set we get another you know, another sex scene. They just like 
he leaves it's like you want i can say here i told you i don't sleep with women i, I don't know where she got that impression after you've already slept next to her twice yeah, so you're 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 completely going against your whole entire beliefs of what you're doing. Like you're sending mixed signals, hardcore. So that's the reason why you you you're doing the opposite of what you you've been telling her that you do. You know. Yeah. So then we get uh, we then get uh, to the contract negotiation scene in uh, what looks like the lava room from Incredibles. It does. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. I'd be watching Incredibles instead of this. And can we just say that the assistant walks her into this like lava looking room and she's not thinking anything's going on um, for a meeting? <laughs> Come on. A meeting at night, too. And on top of it, she's dressed in like a slutty like like dress, like a zip down dress where she looks kind of like really promiscuous. You know, I'm mean? like, Come on, really? But yeah, we're, like, but like and this, this, is an, this is another big problem with this film, because like he's going with this contract with this like scratch it out. I scratched it. I scratched it out. Not doing that. Not doing that. Not doing that. And he always gets like a disappointed look in his face. And I think that's a big problem with this because just like she's she's innocent, but she's not innocent like but she's open to it. No, she's yeah. innocent in that she's completely boring in the sexual aspect. And so it's just like she she's not as open as you think he'd want someone like her to be. So you're like, but, why are you going after her? But the other thing, yeah, exactly. It's like, why are you surprised that she doesn't want to try this when she doesn't? She hasn't even actually had sex yet. Or well, now she has. But you know what I'm saying? Kind of like how what you're saying. You want somebody who's more experienced that will actually probably be more willing to try that because oh well, we've had sex. Oh well, wait, this could be interesting too. So let's go. You know what I mean? Where she's more susceptible to do it. Like he's trying to literally. He's like building a foundation from the ground up. Like virginity taking her virginity and like and trying to throw all this stuff at her it's like dude she just literally had sex for the first time she's yeah, not I mean, she's not gonna want to do all that stuff. it's like it's like you just had sex and you already want to fist her god damn that's a, that's like, a big leap seriously i'm like what like and she doesn't even like like and i guess like even another thing is like will she even know what that is i mean this is somebody who's never had sex no, but before this, <laughs> she should because she has a 4.0 GPA, which they make very clear at the beginning uh, of this film. Well, do they do they teach sex ed at this? Uh, they teach sexual education all this at this but big also, Ivy League she school. Does, she also doesn't know what a butt plug is, but I I do, yeah, do you know, love like the you, you know what fisting is, but literally the name of it describes what it does. It's like it's it's a plug for your butt. Like it's it, it, it's literally it, it's yeah. What else could it be? What what does I what is icy hot? It's icy and it's hot. Like I don't understand what it, it's there. It, it's there. What's a what's a cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah. It's cheese on a burger. Uh yeah. <laughs> but then they finish negotiating the contract, and then he just like says out of nowhere, like I would like to fuck you until next week. I'm like oh, where did this like, come from? It's like bro, you gotta work on your wording with women, man. Like this <laughs> this, this is this is straight up porn dialogue right here. Yeah, but I feel like there's better dialogue in porn. There all might be. Uh, <laughs> and then it's, the, the, it's this, whole, this whole back and forth sounds like straight up phone sex, but <laughs> yeah. and the, and it goes nowhere. He just leaves. Yeah, it's yeah. She's like basically playing like she's like, oh yeah, now I'm playing hard to get. Yeah, but we go to the we go to the next the next uh, day where they're graduating college. Which look, I I can buy into a lot of shit in movies. I cannot buy that her roommate is valedictorian. This is the same girl that wouldn't even go to go interview Christian Grey. Like, how, how badly did everyone else fuck up to make her valedictorian? How many people were actually in this class? Like, like 10? <laughs> <laughs> like, how big is this college? 
Seriously, is this a community college, guys? You guys also, also, SHA has a poor point out. How is she not at least like salutatorian or something like that? Yeah, like she doesn't have any, like, so, like, yeah, Anastasia has nothing. Yeah, Christian Gray gives his speech, and I don't know if you know it, but the score in this sounds it sounds like it's one from like the Nolan Batman's. It straight it straight up sounds like it's from like a Nolan Batman action sequence. And and again, again, uh when she's getting up there for commencement, again Christian has to say, uh, do you have an answer yet? The contracts. It's just like well, I don't know what you you're holding up the line, first of all. <laughs> Second of yeah. all. I, I I think I think people are getting the wrong idea. Yeah, but at least she gets a she gets a kick ass uh, graduation gift out of it though. Oh yeah, she gets a car. A new Volkswagen. Uh oh. Where you're just like, that's like that's a car. It's like, good, good, good job, Anastasia. Can you tell me which one's the plane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they go back to his place. Like, I want to take you to my playroom. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to the playroom, and I don't mean with toys, different with types no, of toys, I, with, with no Xboxes. There's no <laughs> Xbox or arcade games here, baby. I also love like have you, you you've you've seen the room, right? Yeah. I remember the power where he's like arms up and he hit the whole touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do the exact same thing here where like arms up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is so bad. But like uh, the and the sex scenes are just like and I like how they have to like really promote safe sex. Like they have to have like they have to have him biting off a condom wrapper with his mouth. You know what I mean? They have to do that too. I kinda like how they like product placement for that too. I also don't get the a timing of this thing because it takes her back to her place. They have yes. sex. She puts him. She puts him. To, she puts him to bed, or he puts her to bed. She wakes up in a dress, and now it's still nighttime. And now they're going to. Now they're going like, to his mom's place. What's, but it's like why? Is, and like, why is she even that tired? Like, really? Like, realistically, they weren't having sex that long in the scene. I mean, I don't, it, I don't it, it didn't seem it didn't seem that long. I mean, come on. I, I, like, but also, I don't she didn't she didn't sign the contract yet. So this is all this is all known for. Seriously, so like it never. She's so technically she's still a virgin. Technically, yes. So yeah, it, it, she really. She, she happen. Yeah, no. Uh, we then go to Christian's mother's house and we meet his sister, played by Rita Ora. Which it's weird considering you just have money for Rita Ora. She's not even on the soundtrack. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but they keep going, they keep going and picture up like King Kong or some shit, <laughs> and you're just like, when when were you telling me you're gonna go to? When were you telling me you're gonna go to Georgia? You're just like, dude, like, like she hasn't signed like, his contract yet, and it's like, dude, you're getting pissed at Anastasia because she's gonna go to Georgia to see her mother. You also you also make it abundantly clear she hasn't signed this contract yet, so she doesn't have to do anything you say. So really, what he's probably just going to do is just show up to Georgia. I mean, that's this is what his character no, is doing, right? He he can't be he can't be that he can't be that red flagish, can he? I I don't know. We'll we'll have to find out. So she goes to Georgia to see her to see her mom, and oh no, Christian Gray shows up. What? Georgia? Which by the way, how do you know where she's at? We we should also know that this mom is so uncaring. She didn't even pick up her daughter at the airport. Yeah, and on top of it, they they said that she lives in Savannah. None of the exterior shots they shoot at all are in Savannah because we've been yeah, there. Yeah, you, you've been to Savannah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been, we've been to Savannah a lot of times. And I was like excited when I first heard that because I think at the beginning, 2015 is when it came out. And I think we, uh, had we been there yet? I don't think we had been there yet, no. Uh, but the, the summer of 2015 and thereafter, we've probably been there at least, I've been there like three or four times. But oh, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Okay. 
No, I was looking forward to like seeing like things that I recognized. And, it, and, and you didn't and, see anything. Dude, I looked online. Most of this film's filmed in like outside of Seattle. Most of this stuff's filmed in Canada. Of course. I'm pissed. I'm like, seriously? Like, Murder Mystery, the Netflix special, the Netflix movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, there's a scene there that's legit uh, River Street in Savannah, Georgia, that the cobblestone stuff that we like literally walked out all the time. And like, that movie was legit Savannah, Georgia. Like, this stuff here, I'm like, seriously? Because I've looked and seen if any. No, because I looked and I, I was like, well, dude, I wonder if they filmed any of it, like, just any of the exterior shots, like, in, in Savannah at all. And I looked on the filming locations on IMDb and nothing. It said it literally all this all this shit's filmed in Canada. Which uh, I'll also do. I did write down. There's he has a line before this. Roy shows up in Savannah. He's just like, "It's you that's changing me." I'm like, "No bullshit. You are the same controlling dick now that you were when you started the movie." Yes, you have not. There's been zero growth by this character at all during this zero growth, entire zero film. change, nothing. 120 percent stalker. 100, 100, 120%. 120%. So, yeah, she shows up to Savannah, Georgia. They go on like a glider ride, which is so dumb. Like, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's, basically, uh, was again, to show you. Anastasia looking more turned on by the stuff than she does Christian. Again, this is just to show you, oh, yay, I have money and I have connections. Like, I, we get it. You have, you live this lavish lifestyle where you can easily call a pilot to take you up to a certain amount of, you know, elevation and then just release you so you're gliding. Like, uh, you know, uh, like Dunkirk, like uh, <laughs> like Tom Hardy and Dunkirk, <laughs> like Tom, like Tom Hardy trying to land that plane in Dunkirk. That's how bad this film is. We're we're complimenting Dunkirk. Can we really say that? That seriously, I, I I can't believe nobody like the people that praise that movie. Like, do you really buy that at all? From Tom Hardy's like gliding that like that that plane's gonna do all that. I've been gliding for three hours, dude. No, there's no way. It's really windy out, man. Thank God we picked a windy day to to, to run out of gas. That's but crazy. oh no, vague business problem arises, so Christian has to leave. Which but we again, never, again. We, we never address the problem, we, we never know we, what yeah. the fuck this business does. Okay, first of all, we don't even know your business, okay? And two, we don't even know what the problem is. So yeah, despite the fact she you still have to get us on the contract, we're back in the sex dungeon. We see uh, that, ooh, it's so kinky, we got a peacock feather, feather which does not really belong in the pain, in the pain dungeon. No. Yeah, the feels really out of place. Uh, so we go with another bit, another big scene of. That's why is this? We have two separate scenes of Christian playing the piano in the dark. I that's the other thing I have to laugh at. Like I feel like Christian like is a is a like literally knows how to do everything. Apparently, he takes the time of his busy schedule to learn piano. Um, he can be he can pilot a plane. Uh, what else? How good How good is his business doing? He can do. He can do all this. He can do all this shit and never do work. It never works. It's like, yeah, Anastasia. I gotta. I gotta tell you the truth. Uh, my my company's failing miserably. Yes, this. <laughs> I've, I've lost all my money. This is this is just all for looks. I'm 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 broke. <laughs> this is just all for looks. <laughs> actually, borrowing all this stuff. Yeah, this is this is all rental. I don't own any of this stuff. Uh, but you know, we get to we get to two of the dumbest lines in the movie back to back. Where so he's talking to this like I was on the contract. He said he, he literally said I'm, I'm not kidding. Fuck the contract. Yes. Fuck the contract. This is the whole entire premise of the whole film. This is the whole, that contract is the whole plot. That's all you talk about. 
And like, yeah, can we really say how stupid this whole entire thing is to leave Georgia? This conflict that he has this like we had to introduce conflict because things were going so good. It's like, well, wait a minute. Something. Has oh, to no. Happen. Conflicts. Oh, no. Something. A business. Important business matter. We don't know what you do. We don't know what the matter is. Uh, but he's like, it's like, show me, show me the and then other other shitty line we're talking about is because I'm 50 shades of fucked up. I'm just like, what? The, what does that even mean? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a common phrase. And it's like, wait, you're you're mentioning this because of the title of the movie, right? Fifty Shades of uh, Okay, I get, I get, like, I get it. But also, that's just not like a, that's not that's not a common phrase. No, no one says that ever. But we like clearly know that there's obviously something wrong with Christian. Like we obviously see that like he's not a uh, yeah, person who's had we, a normal that, life. Yeah, we know that there is there is a reason that he that he gets off on punishing women. That they get to in the second movie, which but is it's, but ridiculous me, it, in of itself. It is, but I think it's so stupid the fact that, like, you know, this kid, this kid was like raped by her mother's friend, and then on top of it, he still confides in her, and she's still not like she didn't go to jail or none of that. Like, it's 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 really crazy. It's really head scratching for sure. <laughs> but anyways, he's just like, show me the worst it gets. So he t- so he takes him to, takes him back to the sex dungeon. He's just like, I'm gonna hit you six times. I'm like, no, she, six she, times. She, Six times is worse it gets. Yeah, and she's like, I want you to count, like he's like, I want you to count it out as I do it. I'm like, it's like oh, th- man. I, th- I I think Kunta Kinte would disagree. Yes, yeah, seriously. He's like, wait, now hold my beer. Uh, we got yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so yeah, he hits her six times, she immediately regrets the decision. And we get we get, we get this uh, faith where just like that argument that argument all with him lose my orgasm. Almost. Yeah, and and the other thing is like the other thing I want to know is how bad were uh, Dakota Dakota Johnson's like welts the next day after all that? I'm I'm assuming it was like a fake whip. I don't know because you could see when she got smacked in the ass with his hand, you could see handprints on her. Well, I mean that, but like, a hand a hand is one thing, but like a flogger, that's that that's well. But what I'm saying is like I mean I'd like to think no, but like I don't know. Y- you never know. Come on, Tom Cruise would have taken it. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise would have taken it. Dude, that's like, true. <laughs> so shit, you, Anastasia, you know what? The hell with this. Uh, role reversal. You do me now. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the, uh, the funniest thing you said on the show, <laughs> dude. Seriously, that's it, man. Yeah. But anyways, so like, uh, Anastasia decides to not leave the penthouse. What? She goes back to her room and she's just like. This is what you want. It's like I think I'm falling in. I'm, I I didn't want to fall in love with you. I'm like, wait, what? That that's it's, what you that's what supposed to take away from all this. It's like, dude, he just beats the shit out of you. You've never done this before. Like you're completely you you're you're completely scared. You can tell that the character is in a in a, in a state of awe and shock. Like and she she, she, she shrips. Shrips is the only sensible line in this film. You're just like I'm not what you want. Like yes, thank you. No, you're not. So let's move not, on. You are not what he's looking for. Get yourself a, a, like a preacher's son or something. Jeez. Yeah, so she decides to leave. We get the Anna. She tells him no, which I guess that's that's not that's not the safe word. It was can, very can, clearly yellow. Can we right. just say? Can we just say that the contract is not signed by the end of this movie? <laughs> the contract never signed. Jesus Christ! We didn't sign it. We spent two hours, and that that contract does not have a signature on it. Damn it. We then get the most confusing ending we've maybe seen on this show because we get that whole Anna Christian and more Elevator thing. Anna Christian, elevator closes, cuts to black. It was like, okay, they're gonna roll credits. 
It's done. No, no, yeah. they keep going for like another like two or three minutes, showing like a montage of scenes you just watched, and then the movie ends. It's really weird. I, and then, like the movie does end really like it doesn't even really like answer any questions, but you know there's more books. But like you, you've seen better storytelling, like how Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship ends, or like other films that were like were based on books. They end, and you get you're like, oh, okay, yeah. This one, you're like, uh, like what just happened? It's like the movie's over already. It's done. Yeah. But so, anyways, that was Fifty Shades of Grey. So, uh, I, I think it's I think it's fair to say that we don't like we don't like the movie very much. It, no, I, you know, it, it's. I mean, I took my wife and I went and saw this on Valentine's Day when it came out in fifteen. I was on a, I was on a double date. That a boy. Um, can I just like talk about like some of the fun facts here? Okay, this movie currently has a four point one out of ten on IMDb. That's it's sitting that's at very a, generous. It's sitting at a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's also very generous. Budget forty million dollars. This cost forty million dollars to make. The opening weekend eighty five point one oh, this, million dollars. This movie, this movie. This movie crushed. Grossing domestically was 166. Worldwide, 569.6 million dollars. I'm surprised this played as well as it did for overseas audiences. But yeah, because I don't think that. I mean, it's kind of a different type of film. It's not like a this. This was not a Transformers film. Yeah, it's not Transformers. Fast and Furious, where like explosions translate really well. Yeah, this is a but, different type of explosion. Yeah. Final thoughts <laughs> on. You went there. <laughs> I went there. Final thoughts on Vincent's Gray Russell. Oh man, it, it. You know what? This movie, like, literally, the 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 selling point was like I think Beck said she had read it before. Not a shocker because this is obviously aimed at a female demographic. Clearly, uh, I, I I think that we're not surprising anybody there. Um, I mean, the film for me it was more the shock value, like, oh, this is what this is about. So, how are they going to make this a movie? It was that that was the selling point for me, the curiosity enough to see what they did with this. You know, I think that that was the whole idea, like, oh, like this guy, he's like obsessed with uh, sex and you know S and M and you know being rough and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, like something different. I think uh, Shane did it a little bit better. Obviously, without the Shane did it better. There's a really uh, yeah. good movie yeah, but, called Secretary. It starred uh, Jane Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh uh, yeah, it does, does a way better job at analyzing this kind of relationship. To me, it's just like I don't know. Like I said, I think the, the thing that got me in there was the whole shock value and the you know people talking about oh my god this oh my god oh my god we have to you know it's Fifty Shades of Grey and like I'm like oh yeah okay I think that's what really was the selling point. But even we, then, is that that? It's not that shocking. It's boring. Yeah, but it's not. But you don't see a whole lot of it. Is the other thing. The whole thing that they sell you on, you don't really see it. You yeah, see a couple scenes where it's like it's tame. It's not. I mean, it's tamer, like more tame than it, it could be. Than it should be. At um, least with like, at least with other movies that use sex as selling point, they have like bigger stuff going on. Like look, look at something like Basic Instinct. Like who killed the guy with the ice pick? Yeah, Basic Instinct. I mean, you could say, you know, pretty much any film with. <laughs> Uh, Sharon Stone in the early nineties. What's yeah? Sliver, I think she was a sliver. Uh, sliver. Nine, nine, nine and a half weeks. Yeah, nine and a half weeks. Uh, anything that really sold itself on sex. Even like look at even look at Twilight, where it's just like, oh, oh, uh, you know, vampire versus werewolves. Illuminati could kill your baby. They had bigger stuff going on here. It's just like these two people kind of want to date, but really shouldn't. Yeah, it's, like, and, it's, not, it's not interesting. And yeah, the whole entire like they, they're more focused on contract and like lavish lifestyle and i'm rich and look at all the fancy things i have but i i have this big problem 
It's like, eh, you don't buy the chemistry. The it's just it's weak acting. Um, the, it just you don't buy it. The chemistry is just not there between the two characters. At least nothing, a little bit. Chris nothing Stewart, is there with any character. Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, you buy a little bit more. I mean, I at least, you, I at least believe they were in the same room together. Yeah, this one is like I don't think they've ever. Like yeah, it's it's completely crazy. Uh, but yeah, so bottom line, we're not big fans of this movie, and you know it's funny. I I used to think like, well, it can't get any worse than this. And then I saw the sequel. I'm like, oh, I was wrong. It definitely can. Yeah, I I would say this is probably the better of the three from I, what I, I remember. I, I still haven't even seen the third one. I saw Fifty Shades. I, I I can say, Beck and I we 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 went down with the ship together. Because we oh. we had because that was a tradition that we did though maybe we, we went maybe we, again we'll, we'll we'll get to the sequels when we get to the sequels because we're we're gonna have to at some point. I mean, I know we will. It's just a matter of well, there's so much you know there's so much out there that we just you know we're we're all over the map, man. We we went from Home Alone two to Fifty Shades of Grey. Come on, this is a weird jump, but <laughs> anyway, that's it for our review of the week. But as we said, <laughs> we are going to be doing our top ten most anticipated movies of the year 2020. All right, now before we jump into it, Chance, I asked you earlier in the show, how many are we going to have that are similar? Uh, you know, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say, I'm going to say three. Oof, I think we have more than that. You think so? I, well, let's find yeah. out. So, I'm hey, go, any, before we start, do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, how many? How many do you think we got in the comments first? I'm going to say five. Five. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say half our list. There's there's movies in here that I don't think that will work for you, but I think I think for sure there's there's some that I, I'm pretty I'm locked. All right, so do you have any honorable mentions before you want to start this? Not really. Like, outside of... I have no animated films on here. I'm kind of boring. Really? Um, to me, it's like I'm looking forward to Pixar's, that the, the, the one film that they're doing. What's, what's the one that uh, with the music? Oh, Soul. 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 I'm looking forward to that. I just don't know enough about it to put it on. And then there's so much that, like, when I was looking through the releases of 2020, there's so much at the back end of the year that we don't know that really what's coming out after summer, pretty yeah. much. You know what I mean? So I'm really kind of only gearing this towards like probably the first six months of the calendar year 2020. So that's why my list may be just eh, might be a little bit boring, but nonetheless, I I, I try to make a list together. So hopefully, I think, uh, I think we're gonna save my own mentions for uh, after the list. So anyway, okay. let's uh, let let let's let's get into it. With uh, why don't you start with your number ten? My number ten is going to come as a surprise, but I'm curious enough about it, and I went with Fantasy Island. Really? Um, it, it that just is a surprise. Something- it is like these first couple ones are gonna be super surprising. Um, to me, I was like really kind of intrigued enough about it. Uh, Blumhouse again has that recipe where we're gonna put minimal money in it, but we're gonna yield big results. Um, I love I love you know horror films, and I think this looks this looks good enough to me. Um, and again, kind of playing with really only six months of like actual releases, like really. Um, so yeah, I put uh, Fantasy Island as my uh, number ten film for twenty twenty. All right, so my number 10 movie you mentioned earlier, my number 10 is Christopher Nolan's Tenet. And I think that the trailers really sold me on it. I like the cast, despite the fact that I haven't liked, I haven't really liked an old movie in, it's going to be 10 years by the time this one comes out. Uh, I do think he's a very talented director. Yeah, for sure. And I hope I hope this is the one that brings me back to the side of Christopher Nolan. Everything I've seen about it tells me that it's going to be it's just much lower because I think that movies I have look, I look more intriguing or have better track records by directors or people as of recently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my number 10, uh, tenant. All right. Uh, moving into my number nine, 
another horror-esque film, I have The Lodge. Uh, kind of curious Ooh, about when I saw that's pre- a little lower on my list. Is that like, it's my number twenty-nine. So I, I am looking forward to it, though. Yeah, I really think it looks really, really good. Um, from what I saw, I love the premise of it. The whole idea, like that, almost like it's like almost like a cabin fever-esque type feel. Like not cabin fever, the actual movie, but like the the actual cabin being yeah. cabin fevered. Um, I just I, I like the way it looks. It looks like a dark film. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I'm just intrigued by it. From like I said, from the from the from the word go on this film, I just kind of it was one of those ones where I was just like, yeah. I don't know enough about it, but what I do know, like I said, I'm curious enough about it. Um, is this like an A? Was this A24? I don't. It might be. I don't, it feels like an A24 type of film. It does. But I just like the idea that they're snowed in, and it's like a, it's, it's a remote village, and I just I and then this this you know strange and, and and scary crap starts to happen. I'm on board with it. I think it. I think it almost almost kind of like almost like a Shining esque type film. So yeah, I have the lodge at number nine. Uh, can I get my number nine? I have a one that was actually an addition for me. My number nine is Mank. So okay. Mank is the latest David Fincher film for Netflix on oh, that's uh, right. I was Citizen Kane screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz. That's right. Yep. This this gets some of this solely because of David Fincher. I love I, I love Fincher as a director. I think God, he's I, love, I think he's one of the best working today. Gone Girl was fantastic. I just I really love that film. And I, I have been waiting six years for him to make another movie, and I'm glad he's finally doing it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great pick. Uh, moving into my number eight, I know this is going to sound super, super corny, but I have The Invisible Man. Don't oh, ask, that, that was close. That was close to my list. That was really close. Don't, don't ask me why, but the whole entire thing of what I see, I just, I'm really curious about it. I really like this. It's like almost like Hollow Man meets The Invisible Man type uh, film. I, I just, Again, I, I hate being like you know redundant here with the type of like you know thriller horror slash films, but I'm just like super curious about it. Um, like this this character's left this you know this this money, but he he like pretty much has her say that uh, she like what was the stipulation is she can't um, contest she can't contest or say like basically that she's like that she's going crazy or something like that. Right, they have to prove that she's mentally she's sane. Sane, and I think that's great. It's such a, it's such a, you know, a whole different type of. Uh, it's such an, and such an interesting parallel between like the stigma of, you know, believing people, believing women who come forward about sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, yeah, especially it, with it, the whole. It's pretty much. Yeah. It's it's like a much smarter way to it's a much smarter way to go to the message that Black Christmas is trying to convey, which yeah. is a big problem i have with that fucking film but yeah no i like i said it just this movie just i think it, it just it i'm curious enough about it and yeah, yeah so I, I put that as my number eight it's it's my number 18 i i am very much looking forward to this little man i think it looks awesome uh my number eight one that i think you might have on your list uh, my number eight is bill and ted face the music can i um, tell you can i tell you i don't have it on my list really that, that, that would be more of an honorable mention if we were doing yeah. honorable mention, yeah, because some of the other ones, I, I had to, again, there was just so much on there. I had to leave, I had to leave movies off. So yeah, Bill and Ted didn't make the cut, but I'm absolutely curious to see it. Big fan of the first two. Well, look, I, I really love the first two Bill and Ted's. Yeah, I think they're hilarious. I think I've been, I have been hearing about Bill and Ted three for so long, and it's like they're never gonna make it. But now they're, it's, it's, they're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves the high of his, yeah, Keanu Reeves at the height of his powers. Alex Winter looking to make a big comeback. And you got all sorts of great additions like Samara Weaving. I think is a great is a great addition to the cast. 
Uh, you got uh, Anthony Kerrigan, Kid Cudi, Jim Mays. You have so many great, uh, great people coming in this movie. And yeah, it's, it's Bill and Fucking Ted. I've been waiting for Bill and Ted 3 for yeah. such a long time. I'm glad for they're finally sure. doing it. I cannot wait to see Bill and Ted face the music. No, a solid pick. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing finally getting a, a third film, finally getting a sequel here. This, this should be pretty good. All right, moving into my number seven. This is one I'm pretty sure that might be on your top ten. Uh, Antebellum. Again, actually, no, really. Okay. Again, horror thriller. My first four, uh, very uh, cookie cutter here. This is very boring. I'm sorry. But what, what you see from the trailer, you don't get a whole lot out of it. And that makes me curious even more. Um, I believe the producers from us and get out were on this one. Correct. Yes. No, no. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was, th- I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of uh, antlers. No, antebellum. Yeah, they do the yes. get out. Okay, so um, I'm just pretty. I'm just really curious about it. I, I I don't know enough about it, but what I what I see, I'm curious about. And I think the curiosity. Movies, movies like that though, where yeah. you just like I don't know what's going on, but I really want to find out. Those are some of the best kind. And that that is again, and like we'll play it again. Like we we've said it before, you know, time and time again. But the snowman, the snowman was one of those ones going into like honestly. The hype level for that film was just through the roof. I'm like, oh my god, I, I want to see this movie tomorrow. Like, I don't get that way with trailers, but that one kind of to me, like, I love horror. Um, you obviously, you know, if you guys don't know, I just, I, I really just love that genre, and I just, I thought that that movie, like, it had that mystery thriller esque, you know, and obviously watched it and. It's a complete shit show, but nonetheless, <laughs> these are the types of films I guess that I just like really like, and I felt like we haven't gotten. Good, like I feel like we're getting into the age now. We're getting one or two a year, like horror thrillers that are actually really good, and it's right. exciting because like it's a, it's a it's a genre that is really has been suffering. But the originality now, thank you to like A twenty four and other you know big production like you know small production companies that are you know getting uh, getting bigger, um, really putting out some solid material. So yeah, Annabellum, I, I just think that this film's going to be a pleasant surprise of twenty twenty. So I have that as my number seven film. All right, so my, my number seven is one that was. Gonna go, was supposed to come out a lot sooner, but got pushed back very recently. That is The King's Man. Much I hate that title. I do think the trailers have really sold me on this premise that it's a period. It's a period piece of the origin of the Kingsman because I I love the first Kingsman. Not really big on Kingsman two. I think the movie's pretty bad. I remember watching it. I like. Oh, I want to shake myself because I remember watching it. Like the second one, I'm like, oh, it's so great. It's like, but oh this my God. one has, like, yeah, it looks like it has this completely different feel to it. Yeah, and it looks like it's my breathe new life in this friend. It looks like my Vaughn's like really excited about the project yeah. of the Kingsman again. Uh, I, I like the cast. You got Ray Fiennes, you got Jim Carrey, Richard E. Grant, uh, Jim Arden, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in the movie. Sam Tucci is so many great actors in this. I'm just like, how can I not be looking forward to it? It yes. looks really kick ass. I'm, I'm sad it's not coming out in February anymore because I was really looking forward to it. But even though it's September now, I'm still great looking forward to the Kingsman, which is weird because the other two I believe came out in February. Uh, no, uh, first one was February, Did second it? one, second one was September. Oh, uh, really? Okay, never mind then. I thought because I, I remember the first one for sure was February. Okay, well, never mind then. All right, uh, my number six is one that you're probably gonna have up higher, I'm sure, but again. I'm I'm still calling it. I still like to think that we're going to have a couple more, like a lot more here in common. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. At I, do, I do. I do a little higher. I yeah, do a little higher. I figured. Uh, unless I know you, okay. Um, <laughs> but Top Gun Maverick is again. I mean, we say you know we really sing the praises of uh, Tom Cruise, but again, this is the type of film where you know 
again, just the way they shoot it and the way they're talking about the way that they film some of this stuff and like what they did, like the training that went along with this whole entire film to get these scenes cut and all that stuff. It, it has me curious enough um, to revisit, you know, obviously the eighties film that was just like a, a cult classic. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Uh, Tom Cruise has not aged. Can we just say that? Um, I, I I'm, I'm curious, like, I feel like this is going to have like some Mission Impossible esque stunts into it, and I'm just really looking forward to it. It's going to be one of those fun popcorn summer flicks where you just kick back, relax, and just watch, you know, adrenaline pulse pounding action before your eyes. I think it's going to be fun. All right, so coming in at my number six is one that I'm a little machine a little bit because I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is coming out in 2020. But if I had to put money on, I I bet it will. That is Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Okay. Plain and simple, when you have Bradley Cooper and Tony Collette and Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara and Willem Dafoe and Ron Perlman and Richard Jenkins in a movie together, I'm going to take notice. Holy Oscar nominations, yeah. yeah holy, sure. uh, holy Oscar nominations, Batman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have a bunch of people who are one of my favorites in the game today, or one of my favorite directors in the game today, Yeah, and you have a, like a noir criminal period piece film just yeah. like this sounds really awesome, and I can't wait to see it. So, yeah, Guillermo Toro's Nightmare Alley is my number five. Nice. My number five, uh, you're probably going to like smack me in the head and be like, are you serious? This movie has an awful title, but I enjoy it anyway. No Time to Die, Bond 25. Bond? <laughs> as, like, much as, as, listen, as much as we rack on this title? As, as much as we rack on this title, dude, I want to see how Daniel Craig sends off James Bond. Um, I really, like we've talked before, you know, Quantum of Solace and Spectre suck. Skyfall and Casino Royale. Yes, every other film is a hit or miss. This is this is supposed to be the hit. This is supposed to be the odd number. This is supposed to be a hit. I'm hoping that he really sends off Bond in, in a good way. I'm hoping, like I said, Daniel Craig I love as Bond. Um, even growing up, obviously, with uh, the Pierce Brosnan Bond, I really just love the grit and just, just everything about what uh, Daniel Craig brings to the character. So I have No Time to Die, the 25th Bond film, at number five. All right, so coming up, my number five. This is not. This isn't a joke. I have another one that I'm not 100 percent sure coming out in 2020, but I'm willing to bet it is, and that is Spike Lee's *The Five Bloods*. Okay. So this is a movie about Vietnam War veterans who return to the jungle to find the remains of their lost superior officer. Uh, um, I look. I, I I do love Spike Lee. I don't love all of his, but I do love him as a director. I think he's easily. The most iconic African American filmmaker of all time. Like, I don't know if it's close. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say. And you know, he he fell off a little bit in the, in the mid in the mid to late two thousands, but he really came back hard with Chirac, which I thought was really good. Uh, and Black Klan, which was my, my favorite movie of last year. I love that movie. Oh, Black Klan was really terrific for sure. Yeah, and I, I really think he's coming around to you know being like he he he, he, he cares again, and that's what yeah. I think is really great about it. And you have you got this cat, you got. Uh, Del, you got Delroy Lindo, you got Clark Peters, Isaiah Woodlock Jr., Norm Lewis, which is a weird addition, but I kind of like it, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Walter Hauser's back in the film, Jonathan Majors, who was one of my favorite movies of the year, Jacques Pizzito. Uh, I think this is a great, I think it's a great cast, love the premise. And I'm, I, after the last two films, especially The Black Klansman, I will happily show up to whatever Spike Lee is doing next. Absolutely. All right, moving into my number four, I kind of went blockbusters, but you know, I'm boring here again. Um, I'm going with Wonder Woman 84. I just think mm. to me, what we've seen with Gal Gadot, you know, 
Patty, Jen- you know, Patty Jenkins and obviously the, the, the hit that was Wonder Woman and really kind of really revitalized the DC EU, so to speak, and really kind of put DC back on the map. I'm kind of curious to see what we're going to do with that. Um, where do we go from here? You know, I mean, what does this set up moving forward in the DC? Obviously, we've had big hits. You know, you obviously had Shazam. You had, uh, you know, other films, you know, in the, in the franchise doing good. Batman getting revitalized now and stuff like that. So I'm kind of curious to see what we're going to do with the DCU. Um, I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I think she really embodies the character. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see what do we get? What do we get moving forward? So Wonder Woman 84, number four. Uh, yeah, I think that Wonder Woman 84 is it's an interesting case. I don't like that it's higher than Top Gun Maverick. I'm probably going to fight you, but I don't hate the pick. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Wonder Woman 84. And that, that wasn't more, honest to God, the, 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 the placement of these films here, like maybe I would say the top half, the top five or six of my film films, you could literally, you could, you could swap them either way. I just kind of wrote them down. If it was... Yeah. If, it, if it was if it was called if it was called Wonder Woman Golden Chicken, then I'd be more excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Wonder Woman '84. I think it's a stupid title, but nonetheless, I still am looking forward to it. I'm glad Jenkins is back. Um, I just think it's going to be a good film. Like I said, kind of how we said, you know, with Aquaman, the success of Aquaman, the success of Shazam, they're really starting to come into their own here. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do moving forward with this. Uh, so my number four is Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of Chicago Seven. Okay. Uh, this is the story of people of seven people who were on trial for various various charges surrounding an uprising, a, an, uh, a riot uh, in the city of Chicago. Okay, uh, written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Aaron Sorkin. Who I'm big, I'm a big fan of, his, uh, huge fan of his writing. I love the West Great writing for sure. I yeah, I love I love Few Good Men. I love a lot of the things he's written. Uh, he's he, directing. Was he direct? Did he direct or he write Molly's Game? He, he he did both. He, okay. he wrote the script Which and I was a directed giant, it. Giant fan of that film. I really yeah, still Ma- think Ma- Molly's Game was a really great coming oh, out party. How did Jessica Chastain didn't get nominated for act, uh, lead actress in that film? Man, I, it was unbeknownst to me. Well, I, I, Street, I, that's why. I will again continue to go to bat. I thought that was a tremendous performance. I really love that film. She, she should have been nominated. I agree. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, a cast that features Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Jessica Gordon Levitt. Who, I've been waiting for Jones to go and be another movie. JGL, <laughs> um, man. Yeah, uh, Mark Rylance, Jeremy Strong, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, Michael Keaton's going to be in the movie, Kelvin Harrison Jr., one of my MVPs of this year. And yeah, there's just so much about this movie that gets me so jazzed, and I cannot wait. You know, it's going to be like a major Oscar contender next year. Oh, absolutely, for sure. And I can't wait to see it. Moving into my number three, for those who know me, this Ooh, comes to no the podium, surprise. The podium spots. But you know, I mean, this is not a surprise. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm uh, surprised it's not higher. You know what? I just The couple that I have ahead of it, I just thought to myself, I love Ghostbusters. This would easily be a number one pick. But it's like, it's not... I, I don't know. It's just not. It's not the ghost. You know what I mean? It's not the Ghostbusters films. That, you know what I'm, I mean? I'm. I'm. I'm very curious to see what you have ahead of Ghostbusters. Honestly, I got two films that. I mean, you'll be really surprised. My number two is way high. I think you're gonna really like. Oh my god, especially yeah. But anyway, I, I'm just really curious to see what they're gonna do with this one to kind of like bow tie the trilogy, I guess, so to speak. I like how we see Egon's uh, what granddaughter Egon's granddaughter. Grand, well, daughter and grandkids. Grandkids, I think, which is kind of cool. It's, it's a good way to honor Harold Ramis's character uh, moving forward. Um, I'm really curious. I like the fact that you didn't see Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, or Ernie Hudson in any of these scenes, which I think is really good because I don't want to ruin it. Like, I don't want it to get ruined. I want to be surprised. You know what I mean? I'm really right. hoping that the other trailers don't show any of that. 
Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling that they're probably going to, but, uh, I just, I'm a big fan of Ghostbusters, man. I just, I love these films. Um, the first one's probably one of my favorites that I can go back and watch at any given time. Um, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do uh, after the, you know, nothing against the all female led, you know, film. I just, it just wasn't for me. Um, I, I get where they were trying to take chances. It just didn't work for me. I do like how they did the little, you know, cameos by all the Ghostbusters and stuff like that was kind of cool. Just didn't work for me. Um, I'm glad the Reitman's back on this um, and just try to write the ship again. I just, I'm really curious to see how they're going to do this. So uh, yeah, I got Ghostbusters Afterlife taking in the bronze. All right, taking, taking my bronze is Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Uh, I think that Denis Villeneuve is one of the best directors working today. No question. I've really enjoyed just about every movie he directed so far. For sure. Uh, I love Blade Runner 2049. It was one of my favorites of that year. And to see him tackle a property like Dune, I'm just like, okay, Dune's a hard book to adapt, period. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, I think that he's the right guy. I agree. I mean, I I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm kind of on the camp of uh, Blade Runner 2049 was fine. I just think it was really long and like really boring. But that's just me. Not I'm not trying to you know downgrade what he sets up with the world and the, and the vivid colors and stuff like that. Is nothing short of spectacular. But to me, it just doesn't. Especially really speaking, long. like you have ink, you have ink, you have a great director. Yeah. And phenomenal cast for the most part, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, some some like new. We, we really need to try some new sci-fi IPs. I think Dune, Dune is right for a reboot. Just because I think we're far enough from the David Lynch version, I think yeah. uh, it's a well-known enough property yeah. to draw people in. So yeah, and this is something Denis Villeneuve is really passionate about. So really yeah. excited, really excited to see that go down. All right. Gone, moving into my silver, the number two 2020 film was uh, kind of a punt from years earlier. I went with Tenet. Call me crazy. Okay? Really? I, I know. That is, high? This is super high for a film like whose director completely like disappointed us last time with Dunkirk. We've talked and we've been well, vocal the, on the, that. The last, the last few times, actually. Well, the last few times, but when he hits, he hits. But when he, he misses, does. I mean, but again, again, he's the type of filmmaker, just kind of how you said with Denny Villeneuve, like type of, same type of thing. Where he is, you know, you go to see filmmakers, you know, like him, like, you know, uh, Nolan, like uh, Guillermo del Toro, or, you know, whoever you have out there, based on the name of what they've done, their body of work. Um, I think Nolan, to me, I don't know enough about this. And again, this is another thing that I said about some of the, like, Antebellum and stuff like that. I don't know enough about this film, but what I see, I, I, I'm curious and I'm intrigued enough. I like how I get, like, kind of an Inception type vibe from this movie, Tenet. Um, and you know, Inception is probably one of his best. Um, but to me, I just, I, I really feel that this film is going to be, this is going to deliver, um, John David Washington, obviously back, you know, you have, uh, you know, the Batman himself, Robert Pattinson and you have Rob, great, Rob, Rob at that. Bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you have a great cast, obviously Michael Caine, you know, the usual, usual suspects for a Nolan film, but, uh, I really think he gets it back here with Tenet. I'm curious enough. I think this is going to be one of those pulse pounding action films where we really kind of like introduce some other bizarre, you know, technique or some kind of, you know, filmmaking thing that we haven't seen kind of like how he did with inception. So I'm, I'm, I put it up higher just because I'm, I'm going by feel on this one as opposed to, you know what I mean? That's and that's why I put it over ghostbusters. So I got 10 at number two. All right. So my number two is one you actually brought up earlier and that is Pixar's soul. Okay. Because I like I, everyone knows I'm, I'm a huge Pixar fan. Love and Pixar. I, that, that, that's not a surprise. Seen all, their, yeah. seen all their films in theaters, and yeah, it's Pete Doctor coming back. And from the first 
peak I saw of AD23, I'm just like, this looks incredible. And just like the, the jazz elements, the animation, the whole, you know, what makes you who you are type of aspect, I think is really interesting. Uh, plus, it's Pete Doctor going back to make another Pixar movie, which he's always, he never made a bad movie. Yeah, as far as Pixar goes, like he's probably the most consistent director Pixar has. So yeah, yeah easily the Soul is definitely my. I'm really looking forward to Onward. I think that looks really cool. But Soul is definitely the most anticipated Pixar movie of 2020. All right, so I guess this is the gold standard here. Uh, this is the number gold one. Medal. Well, you're gonna you're, you're gonna be so shocked when you hear this. All right, so my number one anticipated film of take 2020. Can take a guess? Go ahead and take a guess. Is it Godzilla vs. Kong? It is not. Oh. It, it is the way back. Really? Like, now, now, hear me out, okay? I love Ben Affleck. Um, I'm a big fan of Gavin O'Connor. I love, uh, you know, Warrior. The accountant was really good. You know, he's a really good filmmaker. Um, but to me, I just love this whole entire... And I don't see... Like, I might gravitate towards these films with, like, alcoholism or something. I don't, don't ask me why. But it's like, you know, I think back on... I love Leaving Las Vegas. Um, Star, is, Star is Born. You know what I mean? And to me, it's just like, I love Affleck and I just, I love this whole entire premise where he's like a high school basketball phenom, uh, of, of yesteryear. And he's offered a coaching job to coach at you know, the school that he went to. And he kind of like almost gets like a coach Carter esque or like, uh, really tries to turn the team around, still wrestling with his demons and stuff like that. To me, I'm just curious enough to see it. Uh, this, this has, uh, a feel of Oscar you know, nominated, you know, performance. I, I doubt this. It's obviously not going to make it for well, is, is it coming out in March. It's coming out in March. That's the thing that sucks about it. Cause like this, this performance and just what I get from watching the, the vibe that I, I feel when I'm watching the trailer is like, it has like Oscar esque film, like film, you know, written all yeah. over it. Um, I just, I really like Affleck. And I really think that this, this film just has, has my curiosity. When I, when I first saw the, the trailer, I'm just sitting there like, God, it's like, it's just one of those movies, like just like warrior, you know, obviously, you know, Andrew guy and Jason Bateman, huge fans of the, or Jason Bateman, Jason oh, Bateman, ben, ben Bateman. <laughs> I can't even talk. My God. Maybe Jason Bateman really likes warrior too. You know, know what? He might, I don't know. He might, but I'm saying they really love warrior and it is such a great film. It really, really is. Um, I just, I'm really curious to see what Affleck does with this one. Like I said, uh, yeah, the way back. My number one for uh, anticipated 2020 films. I know this is a complete shocker, but uh, like I said, it looks terrific. And Affleck looks like he gives like a really hell of a performance. So I, I, I will say, I think, I think, I think the trailer for way back is amazing. I do too. Yeah, for sure. It got all the feels, man. It really does. It has that, this serious, but you're like, you're pulling for him, but like, you feel like something's going to happen to set him to derail him. And it's like you want him to come out on top at the end. You don't know if it's going to happen or not. I just I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I will say uh, it's a little lower on the pay list, but I'm still looking really forward to it. And I think do think that Affleck is set up to have a phenomenal 2020. He's got four big, high-profile movies coming out next year. It's The Way Back. Uh, he's got what else does he have? Uh, he has the one with D. Reed. I think it's Deep Deep Water. That's uh, Adrian Lin. Uh, he has one with D. Reed. I can't think of the name of it, but I think it's the last what, thing he wanted. The last thing, last he, wanted. thing he wanted. Then he has what? The last duel. Like last duel, which, which is my most anticipated Ben Affleck movie next year, because yeah. it's Affleck and Damon uniting to write a script again, which I think is which, which is which is really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, going to my number one. You already called mm, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> not surprised. Top Gun Maverick. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, next year the only two opening weekends come out of next year. 
Top Gun Maverick. And fuck you, when the hell is Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> because, because, not, a, not a surprise. I love Top Gun. Like, so, so goddamn much. I, I've always wanted to see a sequel, but to get it now with, again, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Tom Cruise, back in the back in the pilot seats. You get a whole great cast behind him. You look, and just the feature, everything I've seen about Top Gun Maverick just excites me that much more for the movie. Yeah. And no, like, I, and, yeah. Like, I, I would, I would watch it tomorrow if I could. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, and again, I knew, like, when I was making this list, I was like, oh, yeah, he already has this at one. Like, I know you like that. Oh, um, I, I think you kind of, you were expecting Ghostbusters one for me. Am I right? I was. Okay. I was. And the reason why, like I said, I just didn't want to be predictable like that, I guess. I didn't do it out of spite. But kind of, I would probably, the way back, really, just, just something about that, man. I don't know. I know it's crazy. I, I'm sitting there, like, writing a list down of these movies from, you know, 2020, and I'm like, I can't believe I have this up this high. I'm like, uh, but it looks fantastic. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, but some other for me, uh, King Richard, which is the uh, Venus Venus Serena Williams movie with Will Smith. And I okay. Think, I think I always I want to see Will Smith come back with like a really big dramatic performance. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which I think. Which uh, might, that would be like fun. honorable mention for me, and uh, just I think you know King of Monsters. I think really kind of like yeah, uh, it, 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 it would have been back a little bit. It, it would be a lot higher if I wasn't so lukewarm on King of the Monsters. Because I love I love Kong Skull Island. I think that's a fantastic film. I just think to me, it's like I love King Kong more than Godzilla. But it's like oh, yeah, I mean if I had a, if I had a pick, I I I want to see these juggernauts on the screen together. I think it's going to be awesome. But it's like kind of how we, we talked about before. It's like are we too late? Are we too late now with this? Like because yeah, of the already... because the first Godzilla was kind of a lukewarm film, and then obviously you know Godzilla King of the Monsters, like ah, it's like you know it it was it, it was underwhelming at the the theater, and it didn't really make a whole lot. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, we already we already brought up uh, the last duel. Uh, my most big comic movie next year is Marvel's Eternals, just because I, I think that's something that's like really different, really interesting. Yeah, I didn't want to go with any comic movies. Like, I feel like those are over. Like, I'm not trying to say like they're overplayed, but it's like I didn't want to bore like boring my list with like 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 I said, I, I put Wonder Woman on there. I figure if I was going to go with one, it was just that because of the fact that the first one was so good that like I really want to see how she follows up the second one. Uh, if I was going to go one, it was going to be it was going to be Eternals because okay. I think it sounds. I think of all the comic movies you had this year, this one's yeah. the most different. Okay, and then, see, I went safe because I went. I I, I just kind of went Wonder Woman because I just. I, I, I like DC and I just I, I'm kind of hoping that we really we, we have the ball rolling here, you know, and I uh, want to see what they do with it. A few more Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. OK, which, uh, which I, I love Edgar Wright. I don't know what it's about, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what his next movie is. Yeah. Uh, next Goal Wins, which is uh, Taika Waititi's soccer movie with Michael Fassbender. OK, which, uh, yeah, again, that's that's a winning combination right there. And uh, last one I'll bring up is one that was on my top ten for the longest time until I remember Meg was coming out. And that is Halloween Kills. I, you know what? And that's the thing. I was going to put those because, you know, I, like, I'm a fan of those ones. But it's like I haven't seen anything to to go by. You know what I mean? I haven't seen any trailers yet. We haven't seen anything about it yet. So, But that, 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 that's, that's purely on the strength of like how much I like the first movie. Because I really oh, like the first one a lot. And I, I agree. I liked it. Um, you know, I just to me it was one of those things where it's, I didn't see the preview yet, so I don't want to like put that on there for into, like you know what I mean anticipated just because right. I didn't I don't know what we're getting yet with it and and the whole idea that we're filming these other ones back to back it, it, it's worrisome sometimes. 
right. Well, that's that's uh, that's it for the show. So, Russell, uh, you want to plug anything before we head out? Yeah, check our YouTube channel out, which we will do The Rise of Skywalker. We'll do that. Uh, check us out. Notorious by Chance on YouTube. We do new releases. We'll jump back in on the 2020 year. We'll get back and more religious on that. Uh, subscribe to that. Also, find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance, our Facebook group. We're hovering around almost 300. We're getting there, um, slowly but surely. But, uh, yeah, join that group. We put up polls every week, usually when we don't pick pre-pick something out. We put polls up for you guys to vote on. And, you know, we pretty much go from good movies to bad movies. We reviewed probably more bad movies than good movies. But nonetheless, we love the polls. We love everybody participating and really getting, you know, you know, growing that uh, community up. So, yeah, that's really pretty much all you can find. Find me on, um, you know, uh, computing and movie trivia in the fan leagues. And that's really about it. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Chance Wars underscore 91. You already talked about our YouTube channel. Check out my other podcast, PWCA, which I will be getting really really back into in 2020 and uh, yeah check out this showdown where i compete uh the award show in la is sold out this year but uh we got tickets available for new york and atlanta in february and free for all in march so get your tickets for those and uh yeah that's that's gonna do it for us uh it's been a hell of a year for season two it's been it been has been down but either way it's always been fun doing this show absolutely uh, so. and, and we got a bunch of stuff in the hopper for 2020 so i'm looking oh, yeah. forward looking forward to that and just you know we're gonna we're gonna kick off the 2020 with a bang for sure yeah that yeah so that's russell on chance and we will see happy new year everyone. we'll see you in 2020